If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. The world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. What's the deal, Panther fans? It's your boy, the professor, a.k.a. Tony Dunn. Don't call me by my name. Let's just talk about this game. The Panthers fall 24-16 in Green Bay. It's tough. It was a tough one. We were... You know, you didn't have too many expectations involved. I feel I hear a little echo. So if anybody's got the show playing in the background, you got to turn it down. But, you know, we didn't have tremendous expectations. And the snow and the cold weather's coming out here. And uh, all of a sudden, the Panthers made it a game. They made a game down to the end. You know, you watched it to the end. Even my homeboys were coming in late to the show. Cody Lashney, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing okay, man. Um, honestly, my expectations were kind of exceeded tonight. Um, yes, um, you know, uh, I, I feel uh, I feel proud of a lot of the guys on this team, but there's no such thing as a moral victory, Tony Dunn. And on a day where the Atlanta Falcons of all teams pulled out uh, a win against the Saints, man, we really needed today. And even though the officiating was terrible, there was a lot of ugly. And uh, we're going to talk about it all. And uh, we have the best Panthers chat room on YouTube. Panthers Forever James, Daryl Beaveridge, Underground West, Tin Tizzy, Michael Wade, front seven best in the game. Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. CK in the house. Next week we're heading to the game, ain't it? Ain't that right? Yes. Yes. And let's hope it's a different outcome uh, because that would be a depressing drive home. Yes. Well... <laughs> You know what? It would make for good talk, though. There's a difference between a depressing game. I, I'm actually uplifted by this one. Yeah. I'm going to tell you that. Mm, I'm, I wouldn't go that far, but I hear you. Well, all right. Okay, yeah. All right. Let's save it for the, let's save it for the show. <laughs> Greg the Bat Daddy 52 in here. How you doing? Man, my heart hurts, brother. Like, I... It, it's like you were saying. I think this is a good, uh, good measuring stick for what a uh, a good loss would be. But man, it still hurts. And uh, you know, I got a lot to talk about about this game. So let's go ahead and get into it. All right. Um, thank you, everybody, for hanging out with us this this evening after this this loss. Even though it's a loss, the, we're going to be here uh, chopping it up. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of the show by calling in. 252-228-5098. That's right. Call in the cat calls line. The number's 252-228-5098. There's some uh, I Stand With Cam shirts available. There's some Keep Pounding in uh, London shirts that are still available. You can find those at carolinacatchronicles.com. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Please subscribe to the show. 
Share it with a friend. That's how we grow. That's how we grow Panther Nation. Guys, we fell today, and I want to say that, Cody, let's start with this question. As I said, that there's a lot to be uplifted about this game, and then you said, no, there wasn't, and then I remembered our rushing defense sucks a big fat D. Is there a worse rushing defense in the history of football than the Carolina Panthers right now? How are they so bad, Cody? I don't know. I, I mean, you know, this is apparently Ron Rivera took back over the the defense, and this is supposed to be his calling card. And, again, on the road in prime time, our defense just has no answer for whatever their offense wanted to do. And I think this game echoed something that I've been saying for a long time. Whenever our defense makes a stand, it's because our guys made plays. Gerald McCoy, after getting absolutely fucked with no lube on that call, came up and made a big boy play. Dante Jackson made some big boy plays. Uh, Trey Boston prevented an interception at one point in time. So it, it goes back to what I said. We have the talent on the football team, and when they do make plays, they look great. But as always, uh, you know, uh, the opposing offense can pretty much game plan and do whatever they want against Ron Rivera's defense. They ran the ball all down our throat. Um, We had no answer for their rush attack. And when they did want to throw the football, we did not have consistent pressure on the quarterback. We were not getting home. Not enough hits, not enough sacks. Uh, You know, frankly, that's not fast enough either. Not That's enough. Fa- not fast enough. That's why I'm a little proud of our offense. I mean, they, they, you should be. They were the story of today, Kurt. Well, but there's no such thing as a moral victory, and you know, Kyle Allen has done very well for a backup quarterback, and I'm I'm proud of him, and I'm I'm, I'm happy that he fought and clawed at the very end to keep us in the football game at the very end. But uh, this defense is bad, and uh, it's like everyone on our team has forgotten how to tackle, and that's 100% on coaching. I'll say that forever. Uh, I know, I know. It doesn't make sense. I I never understood how you could say tackling is on coaching. Because you have to drill that for five fucking days before the You can do that all you You want to. You can't. Yeah, I know. It's the same conversation we always have. Yeah, you're right. Come on, man. It's the same fucking thing every week. Go ahead, Greg. Tell them what it's like to have children. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Fuck them kids. Not yours. Look, all the other Fuck them kids. Yeah, Cody, yeah. Cody, you can't, you can't say that every time the defense did well, it was because of the players, and every time they did bad, it was because of the coaching. You so just why can't is do it that. never fixed? That's, that's why not is fair. it never fixed? Right, so then because everybody's sorry. Everybody's sorry. If you can't tackle, I'm, I'm okay. telling you this, Cody. Cody. You're at a, all right, I'm, I'm, I will. I'm gonna put the kibosh on this. We're not, we're not going down this rabbit hole. I hear you. But okay. the, the, the real point is, I, I will put the, the kibosh on it, Cody. By this, is we're in the NFL. If you don't know how to tackle by the time you get in the NFL, don't get me that shit. When you get to college and you be like, I didn't know I was supposed to put a period on the end of my sentence. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, come on. They're supposed to be able to tackle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Big... Big shout out to Ross School. If they're doing it, it no, is. If they're doing it, no, it's not. If they're doing it every fucking Sunday, they're not wrapping up. They're not making tackles. Cut them all. Are you gonna cut them all? Putting an emphasis on that, man. They're so, gonna so tell what? me that our entire football team doesn't know how to wrap up and tackle. 
Come on, man. Does it? So this what can the coach do, Cody? Obviously not. In the history of the fucking I, what, world. What would you it's do? The yeah. Shit in the world. It's uh, nah. Cody, it's, Cody let, let me ask you. That that pass to Devontae Adams, that, that was an amazing catch. Where Ross Cockrell was in position and made, didn't make the play. What could the coaches have done in that situation? Uh, okay, but, but, but you're going to tell me that it's that many different times? It wasn't just Ross Cockrell that You're saying it's that many time. different times. No, right, that, and that's my point. <laughs> Eric, Eric Reed isn't CK, bring some sanity to this. Jackson no way. Okay, isn't yeah. rappling up, <laughs> wrapping up on his tackling? <laughs> I, I, I mean, you, oh, come I on, dude. Here, I but, don't. Uh, yeah, I disagree with that. on this shit. Our hey, let's entire get a, team did not forget how to tackle. Go ahead. Six. Yeah, let's get a common obviously. enemy here. Let's get a common enemy here. Let's let's all agree that the refs are fucking garbage. They're terrible. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yes. The NFL has. What to happened in this game, CK? I yeah. Well, that is the case, isn't it? But tell me, CK, is that the? I think. I mean, obviously, you're talking about the Gerald McCoy. That that was Enzo. the epitome one. Like there was so many. Uh, other opportunity, you know, one of the deep passes downfield. Uh, somebody was about to get to. No, no, no it was one of Aaron uh, Jones's uh, third down, first down runs that he made. Uh, he was clearly getting ready to be wrapped up, and then all of a sudden, in the camera, you can see people just grabbing a hold of his arm and preventing the guy from wrapping up. Like he was being held from behind, uh, and it, it was just a clear. I mean, it's just so many hold calls that were just left out on the field. You see. Not only do you see, uh, you know, former Panthers such as Derek Anderson, uh, you see Taylor Heineke, everybody looking at this and seeing this. It's just you finally get them to acknowledge that there are some missed calls on the broadcast. Uh, and, and But the problem is, and the thing that makes me so upset about this, and, and I know we all saw the post game or the, uh, the halftime show, is just because it didn't end in a touchdown or any points for that matter doesn't mean it's a moot point. But right. in the eyes of the media, if that had been a touchdown, then we're going to be start talking about it all week. But that wasn't a touchdown. No big deal. That's a big deal. That was going to be kicking from his end zone. Mm-hmm. Kicking from his end line. zone. And we would have had the ball at the half-mark field. Now, granted, here's the thing. A lot of people want to praise Kyle Allen. I think there were some really clutch things that he did there towards the yeah, end. Yeah, I thought he was sensational today for – yeah. I mean, but, he's not perfect, no, that, but... That was, a, on, that was a butt at the end of that. But what? here's the part. That fumble on midfield immediately took points off the board mm-hmm. right there. Agreed. Gave them a touchdown. That interception that was a very ill-informed interception in the red zone took at least seven... I mean, at least three, three points off the board, right? Mm-hmm. So you take that, and those are dumb decisions. Those are stupid things that he did. Now, the fumbling... That can be a uh, – you're under center. That's not something you can mess up, right? I could maybe understand a bad snap if you're from shotgun. He was directly under center. You've been doing this for probably 10 years of your life, and you're telling me you can't get that ball back. I know it's really cold. Don't get me wrong. I understand that. Yeah, but I say, I, I'm not ready to praise Kyle Allen's performance uh, because, honestly, you t- if you look at the broadcast, you look at the, the, the stats, take those two turnovers away, they're the difference in this game. Yeah, and uh, and I yeah. feel like it could have had the ball out uh, a little bit earlier on a few of those plays. And mm-hmm. uh, and listen, another thing, and this is uh, more of a kudos to Kyle Allen, our offensive line, especially at the end, we were getting our ass whooped. Yeah, I mean in in the middle too. Uh, mm-hmm. There was no pocket. 
Then he looked all dude. out of sorts, though. You look, is this, is that I have a theory about, I have a something that's going to raise a lot of controversy in a moment. But when he got that pressure, Cody, it was coming after him. He got away with a grounding call. He's throwing yeah. it. He's flipping it everywhere. <laughs> it's just like, I mean, but I yeah. mean, like you said, kudos to him. He was under duress at the end. Yeah. He did a good it, job not taking a sack. The end, there, the end I, I don't put the the loss there at the end on him. It's just everything that led up to that, the decisions that were being made, um, you know, that, that, that interception was just a backward. You take even one of those poor plays out of the equation, this is a completely different conversation. True, but at the same time, this is a game of momentum. Yeah. Like it really is. Every sport game is a game of momentum. You can look at a basketball game, then when they go on a twenty-three to six run, it changes the entire momentum of the game. Same way with football, man. When you get the momentum rolling your way, it's different. And when you have a situation where you've held the Packers at halftime with four minutes left in the end zone, and you've made a legit play to sack the Golden Boy Aaron, I'm not gonna say the Golden Boy. What some people consider the Golden Boy Aaron Rodgers, and and they, they call roughing the passer that's a BS call because he hit the ground and somebody landed on top of him. That changes the momentum of the game. That not only cost us the the, uh, the the points we may have scored then, but it gave, let them drive out the rest of the half and to give us a chance to get the ball back. That changes the entire game. I'm not saying it's the reason we lost, but it did have an effect on the way the game came out. The talk in the chat room right now is about Paradis not having the best game. Uh, John Kidco Barrera, as well as Matthew Tilly, both talking about Paradis struggling up the middle. And you do got to give credit Kyle Allen. His pocket presence has improved tremendously as it's gone on. I don't think any of this game, to me, when I look back at it, comes to the offense I'm sorry, guys. I know that he yeah. could. He left some things out there. He did this, but he made these giant plays downfield every now and then. He kept us in there. The defense, though, guys, stinks. Yeah, it's either amazing looking or the most horrendous shit you've ever seen. What's it doesn't. There's no either or. There is no either or, and I have to say this. Is that we cannot stop the run, dude? They gashed us and gashed us and gashed so us. Why when do you we, knew why that, do we think that is? Why? Why are we so bad in the run? Oh my well, gosh! All this, right, because Cody wants us to no. suck as you know. I'm not because I'm I'm legit asking. You're right. All right. All right. Yeah. No, I don't know. I'm worried that it's the three four. I wonder. I'm worried it's the three four. And don't tell me this. We were in the four three the whole time when we were putting three four personnel out there most of the time. But we did look a little four three ish today, to be honest. And we still couldn't do anything. Like I don't know. It's just right up the middle, and there's this big ass gaping holes. Are we ready to start calling out Luke Keekley? Are we ready to start calling out? I don't know. I don't know. And we ready to. Call out Gerald McCoy, Don Terry Poe. I actually Mario am kind of. Well, I'm a. I'm a little ready to call play. out McCoy. You, McCoy is every single player. Why do we not put any of this on the fucking coaches? It's honestly not, ridiculous. We, we do put some of it on the coaches. Yeah, we I do. Th- I do so. think we put well, you, some you can't on put them. All of it on the coaches. You can't put all of it right. on them, man. Like, okay, so then, okay. So all right, Cody, why ask. can we not stop? No, the, why Tony, is our rush Tony, game Tony, so bad? Tony, you tell me. You tell me. I'm not, listen, that's why I'm asking. 
So if it's not our coach's fault with the tackling, then please somebody tell me what's going on. Does does our entire defense just suck? Is it the same thing as last year where we thought that we had a talented football team and then now we're just realizing, ah, well, you know what? We, we don't have good gap awareness. No one has a good tackling form. You know, our play, maybe Luke Kikwit isn't as good as we thought he was. Someone tell me. <laughs> All right. Okay. I guess okay. as you say it that way, when you say it like that, Cody. Let's take yeah, this. I, know. <laughs> I fucking know. Let, let, can let's I, take can this use... into consideration, okay? Real quick. We are playing the Packers, who are one of the best offenses in the league. Aaron Rodgers, one of the best passing quarterbacks in the league. Aaron Jones is like the fourth best running back in the league, and we're playing in the snow and ice. So there are they, some mitigating factors. Touchdowns. How there are some mitigating factors the to the defense not playing as well. I'm not making excuses for them, but it's not all coaching. It's not all the all the, the players. There are other elements that go to it. Like you, you you can't say that when you go against some of the best players in the league, you're so going to stop Greg, them so get, Greg, every time. What, what are the elements that causes every team to do it? Not just the Packers, yeah, not the just worst. the Titans, okay. fucking everyone. We have the worst rush defense in the NFL. That's Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera. Well, all right, here's a here. My, I will with that though is that historically we have been tremendous against the run. Yes, so we would exactly. say Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera was great against there the run, and okay, now so he forgot how to coach it. So then, who's our defense? Okay, so is. Actually, oh, here, let me bring this up. Let me bring this up. Uh, Ron Rivera, when they decided to decline or take the penalty and put them in a fourth and 20 or whatever Mm -hmm. it was or something like that. I liked it. I wasn't mad at that. So the thing that stood out to me is that there's three coaches standing in a row. Ron Rivera's talking to this skinny white dude, and then that came up. And then Eric Washington is off to the side. So that's what I think continuing to, I guess, support your point, Cody, is who is it? You know what I'm saying? Is like, are they, are they ruffled? You know what I'm saying? Are they shook mm-hmm. when it comes to Ron Rivera? I don't know, but the defense is not, uh, I don't understand it. And, and if, if that he is, is in a if, row now. If the answer is that since we can't understand it, it has to fall on the coaches, then I guess I have to I have to be with you, because when the rush defense is horrendous, horrendous. It's like so atrocious watching these guys run in these big giant Moses part in the Red Sea. Right. I don't know. Like we could be if you look at the rest of the team, guys. If we weren't giving up these gashing ass runs. We're all of a sudden looking like a good damn team. Even the defense looks great in some really tough positions, but then they just run it right up the gut and kick you right in the nuts. Oh, my gosh, it hurts. Here's my point. I'm going to make two points here. Number one, uh, there's so much that goes into installs of game plans and things like that. Even after the San Francisco game, you know, it was a clear indication. Ron had taken the blame for that because he said he took advantage of our aggressiveness as far as our – our play style, the way that we want to play the football on the defense. That also comes back to gap discipline. Well, once again, you know, that's a part of the install. If you're not making sure everybody's aware of where they're supposed to be, it's every, if it's every play, if it's every drive that this happens, 
there's a clear misunderstanding about where people are supposed to be at if it's a gas gap discipline thing. Number two is if we're practicing against McCaffrey, who's considered the number one back in the NFL right now, how are we st- not able to understand how to stop the run at this point? Because we don't go as hard against in practice as you do in the game. You know, you know nah, I mean, I think so, I think we all have to just come to Cody's every, side that's on this. That's, that's every I think team. I think yeah. at the end of the day is that no matter how much we want to defend and this and that, is that we probably do have to come to Cody's side on this when it comes. Like it's so bad that it doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't. You know what I mean? Like when it's everything is wrong, then it finally goes. To the coach and the defense. But McCaffrey, just, by the way. Go ahead. No, can I just say, like, really, like, I, I'm, okay, I, I get riled up when it comes to my criticism of Ron Rivera and his defense. But, like, really, I'm not even that mad right now. No, and, no, and, 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 and listen, I, I, I'm a fan of this football team. And I will be until the day that, that I How die. are you not mad? I've We've already, had an opportunity to win another like fucking already, game. Because I already, I, I feel like, well, they, they fought better than I expected to. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't pick Carolina to win this. I did mm-hmm. not think, I did not think that Carolina was going to win today. I didn't think that that we had the 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 right game planning to put Kyle Allen in in an advantageous position. They were going to be able to get after him, and they did it on the exterior and the interior. So. I mean, I love the Panthers, but I didn't think they were going to win today. I'm proud that that we did what we did, and that you know, a backup quarterback playing at his you know fa- his favorite football team growing up was playing in the snow, chucking it around. His dad was there. I'm happy for Kyle. I mean, I know he feels bad. It's already being reported that you know he says that this whole thing is on him because of the fumble, but and that, it was a bad fumble, but. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that for our offensive line playing as bad as it did, we lost our left tackle. Dude, DJ Moore, listen, we have to get some credit. 120 DJ, yards. Uh, 120 listen, yards. I, I was, listen, I was hard Told on you DJ. this dude, guys, was a be- this dude was a beast. I, knew it. I, I was, told you. I was hard on, years to show up. I was hard on DJ Moore. Second year. Separator, <laughs> but now his – done better on everything man he's a better route runner he gets a better separation he's clutch when the ball is anywhere around him yards after catch i mean we had some guys that came up big time but i mean that's all you could hope for in this football game i feel greg olsen came two yards shy of 100 yards today too yeah i know olsen olsen was playing they were feeling it. Hey, you guys, if you're trying to go to the game next week, like CK and I are, you better make sure you go to Vivid Seats. That's check out vividseats.com. Download the Vivid Seats app. It's the it's your top source for tickets for the events you want to go to. You can sort by price. You can sort by seat. You can sort by awesomeness. And there's even a rewards program for Vivid Seats. Um, and you can get up to 100% or you can get up to $100 back on your first purchase of Vivid Seats as well as every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee for the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater shows and more. Vivid Seats has it all. Download the the app. Join Vivid Seats Rewards loyalty program today. And don't forget to use the overtone, overtime program, overtime promo code that can receive up to $100 discounts on your first purchase. Guys... I tell you one thing though, 
Why the hell we can't stop the run and Muggs cannot catch a godforsaken punt or kickoff? We're always, who is this? We bring in a new dude every week and he fumbles it every freaking week. Early in that game. What the the, the Hurtchy guy or whatever? Yeah, Dirt. Uh, like he, he but he was hurt like this he, week. Is that what it was? Because he said he's a healthy scratch. He was gone. Well, he didn't play today. Yeah, he was inactive, but he, I don't think he was injured. That's the thing. Like he didn't fumble at all last week. There he was one. Everything. There was all right. If it sure feels like. Well, thanks, thanks. It sure feels like mm-hmm. every week, but today we did. It, know, and they don't. And they don't. They don't turn into turnovers. That's not the, even been the problem this season. Is that position. these? It's just yeah. It's all of a sudden we're on the ten. You know why the hell? I mean, obviously it's coaches. Obviously. Why can't you coach them to catch the fucking football better? Yeah, you're right. McCaffrey would get ten yards on nothing, guys. Oh, nothing. Yeah, well, except, except at the end of the so, game when he needed to. I, I blame that on Greg. Yeah. I, I blame that on Greg Van Roten. Even though he tried to drag him in, if he wasn't there, I feel like McCaffrey extends that ball into the end zone. I still, I still think it was predictable to run the ball there. I think we should have thrown it. How about this? Can I take a moment to give Ron Rivera some praise, but also, oh. shit, on, but also, oh, but also shit on North Turner? I have yeah. no problem. With Ron Rivera going for two points. In fact, I like that move. Uh, I mean, you know you nah. need you know you need two touchdowns. Try and put two on the board. That way, if you get a stop, you only need six points, and the defensive stop, you win the whole football game. No, nah, but, but see, what I don't hold on. But what I don't right. like is the call. You're not gonna go to Christian McCaffrey on that play. Why? That's what I'm saying. At the like North Turner is still bipolar to me. Every once in a while, he'll he'll call up this beautiful end around play that looks incredible, but then on the goal line, he does the most basic shit in the world. I just I don't understand that for the life of me. You have an MVP candidate running back, and and you don't at least try. It doesn't have to be a run up the middle, but you're not going to at least try to figure out a way to get the ball to the best player on the football team? Come nah. on, man. I have to disagree with you there, man, because you don't put yourself in a position where you have to go for two until you have to go for two. Now, imagine if we would have gone for one and we'd We're have been down to seven. Win, not tie. Now, just, just, hold on. Just imagine if we'd have been down seven at the end of the we game. We didn't get the touchdown. Okay. But but I'm, I'm just saying, just imagine if we would have. We, we'd have scored a touchdown at the end of the game, and instead of being down seven, we're down eight. And now you're at the end of the game, and you have to go for two instead of kicking the game to, t- to kicking the field goal to tie it. Like you can't play this hypothetical thing of, well, in a quarter and a half, we may be up by six instead of seven. So let's go ahead and go for two. You don't do that, man. You play football. I don't care what the analytics say. You score seven points there. You put yourself down one regular possession. That way, if you have in the position they're in, all you got to do is score a touchdown to tie the game. I'll like, state you, my you, dis- I'll, I'll tell you why I disagree with that. For so long. We've been against Ron Rivera because he's not analytical enough. And the one time he decides to use analytics, we're going to crucify him because it didn't work. I, I think that that actually yeah. is a smart play. I don't know. Yeah. No where are the no analytics risk. say that's the best thing to do right there? I don't, I don't, I don't see how here's, that makes sense. Here's to go the thing. Because, Greg, you're putting yourself in a position to win the football game instead of tying the football game. In instead, of, and, and instead of going to overtime 
at home or when they're at home in Lambo in a driving snow. It still doesn't matter. We lost by a chance. Yeah, it doesn't matter because we lost the game. Yeah, don't be mad about it. Let's move on to this. The fact that there's 101 people watching the show and we only got 15 thumbs up. 24 now. Guilt guilt shaming you guys. Shaming you and guilting you. (laughs) All right, so to me, I I think the, the Panthers played a good game. But I wanted. I think this is. I think they lulled you today into thinking that everything is all right. When it comes to Kyle Allen, I think that he made this exciting at the end, and it makes us feel like, oh my gosh, we can do things and this and that. But I do think there's systemic weaknesses to this team. The fact that, like Cody is going to say this, is that the defense is not better, continues to be on Ron Rivera. Guys, the Green Bay Packers did not play great today. This was an opportunity for us to win. But again, we've blown it. We've blown it, we've blown it, blown it. And I know what what I'm afraid of, Cody, is that... We saw. We went here and said we all. You know, we weren't going to win this game. We weren't going to get win this game, and then we put up a good fight. But I don't know if that's enough. And I, I just don't well, understand. It isn't <laughs> right? Yeah. Like so, we're not for moral victories. But that's the thing is that you don't want to get just enough excitement here in this game to to hide some of the warts on this team. Yeah. And I don't really understand how the run defense is this bad. That's, I mean, again, I mean, I'm sorry I'm flogging that horse, guys, but it is the reason we lost this game. Aaron Rodgers didn't beat us. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, nothing. It's just the fact they ran straight up the gut on us over and over and over. I've never seen anything like it under Ron Rivera's tenure uh, as a coach. But you're right. This was the story last year. We couldn't stop the run either, Cody. Yeah, so in my mind, that says, well, it's not the change from a 3-4 to a 4-3 because it was the same problem last year as it is this year. I mean, if you're doing your job well, and like I said, it, it goes back. A lot of our players were in position to make plays, but they're just not wrapping up. They're not tackling. There's no discipline in the small things that the Carolina Panthers do. And that's why I say that that it's a coaching issue. But so, I will – go ahead. Good. No, I'll say it sounds like if they're in the right place to make the play, it sounds like coaching put them in a good spot to make the play, and they just didn't physically do their job. But, I mean, listen, we're going, we're going <laughs> back and forth. Listen, my, well, my answer isn't going to change to you, though. Right. My, 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 I, we, we both agree that that is the problem. We disagree on why it is a problem. I'm saying – that you're when you're coaching a defense, it starts with the coaching to make sure that that said due diligence is done, and it isn't being done, and it hasn't been the last few Sundays in a row. So, I mean, um, yeah, I'm not this. This is a bad defense right now. And another thing, and I even said this last year too, man. On important third downs, we would have F.A. Obata, Kyle Love. Wes Horton in the middle, who had just signed back to the team after he was somewhere else, and uh, and and Brian Burns on the end. 
Like, they're not even working Brian Burns a lot into the first-team rotations. I don't, I don't understand the, the mindset in that. And I said Seen missing today, didn't they? Seen yeah, missing I mean, today. Missing a lot of days. How about, uh, and I want to give a shout out to Vernon Butler trying to save his career, bro. Mm -hmm. Good gosh. I mean, and you know what? They're flashy plays, but he looks, he looks like, uh, like his body looks good. You know what I'm saying? He's doing, those plays have made a big difference. So I don't know if you should view him as awesome, but he has, uh, made his name be known. Guys, let's go ahead and turn in. We want to hear from you guys. The number is 252-228-5098. It's the cat calls line. That's number 252-228-5098, where you can be a part of the longest running Panthers podcast out there. Let's see what you guys got to say tonight. So what are your thoughts on cat calling? Yeah, it's pretty sh You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think cat calling makes the person feel? It feels good like Hey boys, it's Chicago Kid. I know it's been a while, but I haven't stopped listening. Just uh, I haven't called in a while. Anyway, so I just want to respond. Obviously, everybody's um, kind of discombobulated with the news that Cam's not going to be here um, for the rest of the season. Uh, I still, I'm a huge Cam fan, and uh, you know, I will stand by that dude, whatever happens. Uh, actually, up here in Chicago, they were talking about because they have, you know, trash biscuit. Uh, trash there, biscuit. And uh, he's terrible. Uh, so they're asking about, you know, they're talking about what's going on, what can they do, and they've been talking about, hey, maybe we can get Cam Newton. And then the city's like, oh, man, Cam Newton, Cam Newton, which is really funny because, you know, I constantly have to defend my quarterback. Uh, <laughs> but then they drafted Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson, so that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but I just want to touch on a couple things. Um, one, I know that it's just kind of everybody's just kind of confused. They feel like they don't really have a lot of direction. And honestly, I don't know if a lot of us have faith in the team telling us the truth on exactly what's happening. Uh, so I think that's part of the uh, discomfort. Um, but also, um, you know, I'll talk about uh, the fact that, um, you know, Cam is an amazing athlete, an amazing quarterback. And for whatever reason, and I think actually racial microaggressions has a lot to do with it, uh, people just choose to ignore that. You know, uh, they're fine if a corner talks shit or, or shows off or, you know, brags or whatever, um, or a wide receiver, but not when it's a quarterback. No, sir. You got to Tom Brady it. You got to Drew Brees it, button up and look, look pretty. Anyway, uh, we'll see what happens. We just got to support our Panthers from here. And, uh, I hope to see you guys, uh, on the, maybe at the game, uh, with the Redskins. Uh, I'll be coming down. So, all right. Good call. Good call there. And I like to term microaggressions because that's uh, how I feel. Let's keep going with these calls. There's a lot tonight. I've been saying this for three years now. Fire Ron Rivera. <laughs> I mean, I'm not even mad that we lost because I actually had that as a loss. Because that was this especially is, when I it this was, is was, Brandon Herbert. Game for us to win anyway. That's Brandon Herbert. But we had a chance. 
but Ron Rivera did Ron Rivera things and screwed us over. Yeah. Now everybody knows that 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 call was probably one of the worst calls for Carolina that we've had in some time. What call? Like the and, passing, and that was actually passing. a huge more momentum shift where. Even though they didn't score, they took half the quarter away when we could have gotten more points because we were moving all day up and down the field. But Kyle Allen, if we move on from Cam, we better not be settling in for no damn Kyle Allen. Fuck that. Like, he, he's a good game manager, but if we're moving on from Cam, we don't need a game manager. Not in that aspect. We need somebody that can actually throw the ball more than 40 yards downfield. I'm starting to notice he doesn't have the strongest of arms, which is fine, all right. But I, I, we need somebody with the, the speed that we have, we need somebody that can hit them in stride deep. A lot of all, Every time that he throws deep, it's always short, and they have to make a great catch or it's about to get nearly intercepted. Or intercepted. The, the play to DJ Moore at the end of the game, should have been a touchdown. He floated it so far up and 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 let it like behind the receiver. It gave the time for the safety to come across the other side of the field. I I'm not gonna and and, and that was the most unathletic fumble that I've seen somebody have. Like <laughs> from the, I mean I don't I don't understand what he was doing. Like Kyle Allen, he needs to go. Ron Vera definitely needs to go. And I'm I'm just I'm tired of that. Like I'm not mad that we lost. I'm mad at how we lost. Why would you go for two? It makes no sense. I was sitting there counting like to myself the whole like forty times to make sure that we didn't we went we went down by more than you know fourteen points. What I'm saying? That's ridiculous. Like who name one coach that would do that other than a one in seven coach or something like that that would do that just nowadays. And if you're going to go for two, at least wait until you score the second touchdown. Thank Don't you. put your That's team down be- before and lose all that momentum that you gained. I'm tired of this. We have talent amongst talent. And, and the freaking when the rookie. All right. Go ahead. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I think this might be part two. We Hi gotta guys, listen. Chicago nope. kid again. Um, nope. All right. So respond to that call. Can Can I point out something real quick about that call? He Please. started the call out very adamantly about firing Ron Rivera, firing Ron Rivera, firing Ron Rivera, and then he went on to talk about how Kyle Allen and the officials making the play, making the calls, lost the game for us. Didn't bring up anything about Ron Rivera's play calling until the very end that I agree with him with about the two point conversion. I'm just saying, he was all about fire Ron Rivera, fire Ron Rivera, that he blamed the game on Kyle Allen fumbling the ball, Kyle Allen not passing the ball downfield. I don't think it was play uh, calling that was the problem in today's game. But you can can put play calling on Ron Rivera's end when it comes to the defense, and you can put big-time decisions on him, like going for two, which Brandon disagrees with me on. Uh, I, I, I liked the decision to go for two, but uh, I think, you know, looking at the offense, uh, if if we're going to blame Kyle Allen, then you can't blame Norv Turner. So he is right in my mind that if you're going to put 
uh, a criticism on part of the coaching staff, it's Ron Rivera. It, it has to be. Like, I mean, his coaching tenure is going to be dubbed missed opportunities. We've already said this. Like, how many times are we going to, you know, just be okay with, you know, missed opportunities? It's, you know, I I echo the same sentiment, man. I'm going to say the same thing all the time. It's, it's time to do something different. I think the problem with Ron... Okay, there's two points I want to make. Number one is about Ron Rivera. I think the problem with Ron Rivera is he's good enough to where... Like, like it just didn't feel like the coaching was a problem today. I'm not saying it won the game. You know what I'm saying? It just was kind of like either or. You know, you felt like it, that was... it was defensive or just in general. In general. And, and because when I look at those run plays, I don't think that that's a coaching thing. Is I don't think I think it's just McCoy getting over anxious, like McCoy and one this one play is pushing too far to the left. You know what I'm saying? And then it just creates a gap, and then the guy just breaks it. So I don't know if that's a you know I don't, I'm not ready to just say like so. I'm saying this is that the performance is good enough. Where we go on the road in a difficult place and are competitive, so you're not walking out of there going, damn it, we were like, this is the worst sh- shit I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But I do have a theory about Kyle Allen that's different than what people are putting out there. And we don't negative, as soon as he doesn't make a throw or makes a mistake, I don't think anybody wants to crucify him. Like, they just go, you know what I'm saying? And so what I feel like is this, is that we're already, it's like we need a scratch golfer, but we're giving somebody a handicap already. And yeah. and when I think about that with Kyle, is like, yes, is he a playing above what I think he could be and should be? Yes, and I'm happy about that. But then when there's these other dumbass or underthrows, like it – that was when Cam was around. We were like, nope, poor mechanics. Did, missed it by six inches. And I feel like we are like, oh, thank God he That's didn't turn it said. over there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what she said. And, yeah, I mean, it's even mean. like all this other stuff. Is I don't know. And I just feel like there's an inherent when it comes to Kyle Allen forgiveness inside of us. And I give it too. Like, I'm not like, Oh damn, Kyle Allen, you really fucking blew that. I'm like, Oh wow. Thank Jesus. You didn't blow that. I mean, there are still, uh, listen, I don't want to be hard on him either. And I think that we all kind of don't, but I mean, there are, yeah, it's like, if you're going to grade him as a backup, we're grading him with a curve already. We're giving him a curve. Right, and the problem is, is that we're you know we're only if you're playing limited on a curb, then it's hard to evaluate North Turner and the play calling. If you know Kyle Allen isn't reading the field well, which I still don't think that he does very well. But again, one of my philosophies when talking about quarterbacks is I don't ever judge a quarterback based on their first season in the NFL. Like you're learning on the fly. And I've been saying that Kyle Allen is learning on the fly. Um, wow. I mean, listen, he was not the reason that our, um, that our team lost today. I think he was uh, a part of a number of reasons, but he by far wasn't the biggest part. And he made some good throws and some good plays. But And listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to upset everybody right now. I am not talking about Cam Newton this afternoon. 
We can save that till Tuesday. I'm not talking about the Cam Newton situation. <laughs> I, I'm only. I, am, I, I bet you Cole's want to talk about it. I am. I am only talking about today's situation. I, I'm judging <laughs> Kyle Allen on, on what he did today. Uh, I mean, he was why the Adam that. Schefter tweet didn't get your fuss, your your fussels red, ruffled. It's, your feathers it's just, ruffled. It's so <laughs> it's so pointless right now, man. It's God, so I was so pissed at that shit. Fussels well, ruffled. Say what you want to about Kyle Allen, but let's look at the facts today that he played against a good defense in really yep. bad elements in an away game in a, in a stadium that's tough to play in, Lambeau Field. And he was about 67 to 70 percent. He was he was 67 to 70 percent completion for the game Threw for over 300 yards. And his, and you know, I mean, he made a couple bad decisions, had a bad fumble. He was yes, twenty-eight, but, yeah. He's twenty-eight for forty-three, three hundred seven yards, a touchdown, and interception. Yeah. Not they, those eighty-four uh, passer rating, I guess, versus yeah, I, I, the same for Rodgers. The same exact yeah, numbers I, for Rodgers. Yeah, I, I can name about fifteen other starting quarterbacks in the NFL that didn't play that well this week. Or don't play that I think well what was I, I think what was exciting about this win, guys. Our, our defense is the problem, one hundred percent. Yeah, no. yeah. I think what was exciting about this this game, to be honest, and that and why you guys don't feel terrible, right, is that we came out, we threw the ball in terrible conditions. Mm-hmm. That that's yeah. the kudos to Kyle Allen right there. Is that I just thought this is that Kyle Allen can't play from behind. Yeah. Or I won't say can't come. I needed him to play today. I think is his best performance of his career. Yeah. Well, and I agree outside of the turnovers, but um, I will say this to the credit of Kyle Allen. I think every Panthers fan thought that drive was over every time there was a fourth down on the t- on the. Yeah. On the- yeah. <laughs> I, it, I think I tweeted it out before the game was over. That that, that the game was over. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean yeah, I and. And a clutch play to DJ Moore, to Greg Olson. To, I mean, he just, you know, it was it was definitely an impressive drive um, there at the end. I just, I hate with a passion that it is a defensive thing. If the defense had ha- had the ability to stand up and not allow those those just gaping holes. I mean, Aaron Jones averaged over seven yards a carry. That's astronomically bad. That is a very bad stat day. We allowed the other running back five yards of carry, um, you know, and then Aaron Rodgers had seven yards of carry, which was only one yard. Um, Kyle Allen had a better day than Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. He did uh, outside of the turnover, and we got beat. If you, if anybody, no, I'm, not, ever, I'm not, I'm not willing to go all the way there, man. That but you're throw, going by motion, not that stats. Throw, no, I'm stats. not. No. That throw that Aaron Rodgers made to the sideline in like the second quarter is a throw that maybe even Cam couldn't have made. You talking about where uh, Ross Cockrell missed that missed that coverage? And, that was not well, that was not Aaron Rodgers Ro- making a great Ro- throw. That was Ross that was Cockrell Ross Cockrell missing the, co- even, missing the ball. He, Ross Cockrell and Troy Aikman even said it on the broadcast. Ross Cockrell wasn't even in that bad of coverage. Aaron Rodgers can just fit the ball into a Nats ass. From fifty yards away, man. Like, listen, I am not shitting. On I don't want to hear that one game, one play. though. what I'm saying is this: is that Rodgers was a basically a non-factor in this game for their team. Right. He is not what 
beat the Carolina Panthers today in the least no, bit. No, the rushing attack. And that's what I'm saying is that Kyle Allen had ultimately, arguably, a better, arguably a better game. Who in the world of worlds, if I told you that Kyle Allen had a arguably better game than Aaron Rodgers and that we lost, I don't I don't even know what that would mean. And I think that's what the guys from the first and goal podcast were talking about. Is finally they got an offense that doesn't that doesn't need air Rogers. That yeah, being a hero playing hero ball. Here's the yep. part to that 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 equation as well. If you got to look at it from the outside looking in, if we want to praise Kyle Allen for that, we've got to praise North Turner because Kyle Allen isn't calling those plays. Aaron Rodgers on yep. the field is. You know, Aaron Rodgers is is constantly checking, making sure the cover, you know, reading the coverages, adjusting. I guarantee you that not all of those runs would have gone for as long as they had had Rodgers not been there to see, oh, this coverage is here. They've got their gap discipline here. We know that our guys are going to be, you know, pulling or, you know, some, mm-hmm. you know yeah. doing some, some sort of a blocking <laughs> scheme that's going to be favorable to that, that coverage. Does Kyle Allen offer that? No, not at all. Not even in the, you know, I, once again, do not feel like I, I heard an audible once coming from Kyle Allen. And, mm-hmm. and to add on top of what CK was saying, that's the whole point of why they brought in Matt LaFleur to mm-hmm. put opportunities in the way so that they're not having to depend on Aaron Rodgers. In the past, this was an Aaron Rodgers dependent offense. But if you can run the ball on us with Aaron Jones, you don't need Aaron to throw the football. Have him make a pass on every you know few second or third downs. And I mean, listen. Th- that's why your coach puts you in. He had twenty nine. He had twenty nine completions today. I think about that. Twenty nine. I mean, to completions, attempts. Twenty nine attempts. That's a low game for Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. I would think. That's one. That's one more complete. That's one more than the completions that that uh, Kyle Allen had today. He was 17, 17 for twenty nine versus twenty eight for forty three. But here, guys, I, I, I do want to remind this is before we get back into the cat calls, we're a little over halfway through the season, and you, there's still time to get in on the action. The Panthers put up a good fight today. They did not cover the five-point spread, and I told you they, should, they probably wouldn't, and that you could go to mybookie.ag and really cash in on that. There's games still. There's Monday Night Football. There's NFL. Uh, there are NBA lines. You can go and check out the Charlotte Hornets are way better than expected this year. You can maybe the Carolina Hurricanes dropped three in a row this past week, so they're bound uh, to get in the action. And the way for you to have fun, pay, place your bet safely and confidently is mybookie.ag. Don't forget to use the the promo code overtime. They will match your first deposit up to 50%. If you use the promo code OVERTIME, mybookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid. Guys, let's go ahead and move on to the next call. Let's see. I think it is Chicago Kid coming back for seconds. Hi, guys. This is Chicago Kid again. Um, so I was halfway through the latest episode when I called you guys earlier. And the more I've listened, the more sad I've become. Uh, because <laughs> <laughs> just a world without Cam Newton yep. on a permanent basis is just not as bright of a world. And certainly, uh, you scared the shit out of me, uh, Professor, by even mentioning the possible reality that Cam Newton would never 
play for the Falcons. Uh, but anyway, just wanted to call you guys back. Please don't ever do it. More about the uh, Liz Frank injury. Um, so a little bit about my living situation. Um, I am engaged to a nurse practitioner, and uh, my best friend is a doctor of physical therapy, uh, and they see some gnarly stuff. Uh, so when I heard about the Liz Frank injury, of course, I asked both of them what the deal is, and both of them. I mean, you're talking about 20 years of 20-plus years of medical schooling, and both of them said, oh, he's going to have to have surgery. No question. Told you. And, and what did we hear this then, morning? You know, hmm. when uh, they both found out which foot it was on and, you know, if he's left-handed, right-handed, you know, throwing motion, et cetera, uh, there was just no question. They said, absolutely, it's going to have to be surgery. So, Tony, you're, you're mentioning – about the possibility of surgery, and uh, I think that's a real possibility as well. And this is what I was talking about before, is us trusting the team. We know that they, you know, pulled the wool over our eyes with, with Smitty back in the day, and I don't think they've been forthcoming with us about Cam at any point in time. And uh, he's he's the face of the franchise, and really the only face of the franchise we've had outside of Smith, uh, who we burned. So uh, that's my two cents. Hopefully... If it's surgery, he can recover, uh, and if not, maybe it's a miracle, but I just wish him the best. Keep pounding. What's up, J-Med in the chat room, and uh, shout out to all you guys, Yotes. I see John Kidco Barrera still in the house, Trail One still in the house, Ken867. And guys, Cody, I know you didn't want to talk about it, so you can be quiet, I guess. But the news came out this morning, Adam, was it Adam Schefter? Yeah, uh, Adam Schefter and then Rappaport had his own little... Which one was that that had the story? Was it Rappaport or Schefter? I think it was. I think it must... Whoever the NFL guy is, so that must be Rappaport. And the the idea is that Cam now is leaning towards getting the surgery, which I think is a wise thing for everybody. But, But... Look, as I told you that this was going to happen, and here we are. The scary thing was if Cam was getting the surgery. And to me, right now, I think everybody's got to listen to this. As they tell you, an 8- to 12-week rehab time, that is the most optimistic number. I, I really think we have to be, at this point, is Cam excited about him potentially coming back, but concerned that it's not back fast enough. Did you guys see my post about that the other day where I was talking about how now it's the trilogy of the movies where the name oh, of the movie yeah. is Re- what a, what, Return, what a Return, great Return, yeah <laughs> Return from the injury part three <laughs> yeah and what a great tweet it's, it's, yeah it's going to come out right before the uh, right at the end of training camp just before or just after the draft so we don't know uh, how the status is all right let's go to the next call hey Cody hey Tony Dunn <clears throat> hey uh, guys this is uh, Front Seven Best of the Game, or this Planner in Chief on WFNZ. Anyways, what's up? Um, what's up? I was calling to, in regard to what y'all were saying, why do most of our fans not like camp? And uh, I have family that lives in South Carolina. I have families that are, a whole bunch of families who are SEC college football fans. And I can tell you why it is. It's because he went to Auburn and balled out and dominated every single team he played in the SEC. 
and that is why. And especially you got to hate people who are South Carolina Gamecock fans because of the fact of what he did to them in the SEC championship game. He made them look stupid. And then they started bringing up all this stuff. Oh, he got paid and stuff. That's why they hate him. That's why they call him Scam Newton and everything, and I don't agree with it. I'm an ACC fan. I love Cam Newton. And I hate that SEC. I just do. So when he played for Auburn, I didn't want him to win a national championship game. I wanted Oregon to win. But anyways, that's beyond the point. It just, it's just because, you know, that was an SEC team. But when Cam became to us, I was happy. And I was excited. And I'm still, I'm still happy and, uh, excited because I think he's going to still come back and he's going to come back better than ever. So we just got to keep doing this, keep pounding guys. All right. I hope we won this game, even though it's going to be on the post game. So I hope we beat Green Bay by the time y'all hear all this right. call. Hey. All right, guys. Keep pounding. Take it easy. All right. Next call. Maybe we'll get one after the game. What up, C3? Your boy Josh from Mass. Talk to us, Josh. Here with the rest of the Minutemen up here in Massachusetts. And, uh, you know, I'm drinking my coffee, rolling up a fucking, uh, rolling up a fatty, about to get, uh, you know, the Sunday <laughs> rituals underway for the football. And uh, all of a sudden, watching NFL Network, and we got Ian Rappaport coming on with his, oh, well, Cam considering surgery now. And, Cut it. You know, you got to plug your ears. The whole world, that means this is uh, the call line gets blasted. It's like, well, <sighs> We're not even to the post-game calls yeah, yet. I mean, <laughs> if, this is how much they love us. That makes sense. But if the team's trying to trade him, I mean, who gives a shit? You know, as, as far as being a player, who gives a damn? You get traded, whatever. Trades are final. Sales are final. There is no getting back. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure what he would give a fuck about that for. But, you know. Josh was in his feelings this morning. It's, it's just still. We really he already split that rolling paper the once. Maybe the man's tired of trying to rehab it and have no progress for, mm, we're going on two months now, and there's been no progress. Other than that one video we got of him jogging around and, you know, doing... There ain't no progress. He's getting that. Sh- he's getting that surgery. Yeah. Um, let me make. If anybody consider that that maybe he's just tired of fucking waiting around for this to get better because that's apparently. The that's plan. why he wants to get you surgery know? now. He waited and too long because the rumor. All right, I'm cutting this off just because there's so many calls. But I will promise you, I know what happened with Cam. I know exactly what happened with Cam. Is that they said this to him? Is that you've got a Liz Frank injury? that can be rehab potentially but also the other alternative is surgery but if you get surgery your season this season is done already and and part into next off season and so he just said man i want to try to get it back right the other way and then he's come to the realization this is that it's one bad step every time away from needing the surgery anyway. Well, the what I saw this morning is that they were they're talking about he would be ready by March, March if he, yeah. if he were to that is get the a very the optimistic now. timeline. Well, keep in mind we're talking about Cam Newton. Now I know that doesn't mean shit, yeah. but um, you know I um, I mean Mar- when do OTAs start? 
like after your draft picks are in, like what around? Yeah, like, yeah, no, March. Like he would want to be ready yeah. in March for this reason. What he needs to show the Carolina Panthers in March is that there's no reason to get a new. Him. But he yeah. can't do that because OTAs don't start till after tra- after the draft. No, so if he, he can come back and he can show them that he's able to work out and actually do. So the thing is, the reason he needs to be ready by March it is if he and and the reports indicate that he wants to stay in Carolina. It's just a rat matter of, of whether course Carolina he does. Is, is win. Here's the thing: is if he can show he's better by March. Well, guess what? He now has the ability to come to the Carolina Panthers and say, hey, listen, don't trade me. I've gotten better. This is what I'm able to do. Whereas if he's not better by March, are the Panthers going to sit there and risk him not being good and then not trade him and then not get a draft pick because he's an And wasting a whole year and wasting a whole year with no quarterback agreed. I think you're exactly right, CK. The number's 252-228-5098. Let's see what else with these cats got to say. What's up, guys? It's your buddy Nick from up here in Mass. You know? Yeah. What's up? Don't talk about my mustache, Nick. Probably about 4 o'clock right now, and I <laughs> just happened to pull up Google, and all of a sudden, right at the top of the page, it's showing that the Falcons are beating the Saints. <laughs> win. Beat them bad, the too. another win, because, you know, hey, they need something to boost their ego. I told you and this was a trap boost. game, folks. Oh, yeah. What a beautiful day it is, getting ready for in the Carolina Superdome. football. Love you guys. You guys do an awesome show. Listen every week. Keep pounding. Thanks, man. Keep pounding, man. man. Hey, What's up, I guys? Will Love y'all. Love the podcast. But uh, I want to talk about it because we got to talk about it because this is probably it for our season. Like, uh, the same thought mm-hmm. today. We needed this win. We need to win out. We can't lose any more games. This is a big road game. This is like make or break for us. And of course, the Packers did what we I kind of felt San Francisco was like that. Take the ball out of Christian McCaffrey's hands and put it in Boat Shoes Kyle's fucking hands, and that's what they did. And my man honestly gave us four quarters of really great football. Let's just can I just talk about this last drive real quick? I'm like two thirty on the clock, two thirty-two. I think they put it in. They give. Like, this, the keys are fully in Kyle's hands. Like, this is it. He's our guy. And every single drop back, I know the footing is bad. I know that you can't make the plays you want to make because of the conditions. But every single drop back, he's running for his life because he's getting zero blocking, dude. And this mm-hmm. is my point about yeah. the whole the offensive line season is still bad. this season is – you want to talk about cans? Is he heard? Oh, you guys want to talk? Like I, I'm talking about the fans. I'm not talking about y'all. I'll catch y'all in a second. Cause, but either way, <laughs> I'll catch y'all in a second. Don't worry, I got something for y'all. Keithy's got to take over this team like Cam was. You guys want to talk about fire Ron Rivera? Ron Rivera's not doing shit. Uh, like all this shit. The real problem here is that our offensive line cannot stay healthy for a game and a half, and they are not doing shit, bro. Pilardis is getting blown up. Van Roten was getting blown up. Moten, I, I couldn't even see Moten. All I saw on the field in Moten's position was a bowl of mashed potatoes and gravy because that's what he did, was nothing. He sat there like a bowl 
a mashed potatoes and gravy and did not move the whole game. <laughs> he didn't give Kyle a chance. Kyle, how many times did he get that ball applause. out of his hands on some desperation, I'm about to die shit, let me throw this into the fucking ground to keep this drive alive on that last drive? Yeah, like, Ron Rivera made some fucking moves. Like, I think going for the two-point conversion, honestly, huge. I, I, as soon as we scored that touchdown, I'm like, kick the ball, kick the ball. Because I knew Ron wasn't going to fucking – I knew he was going to do some two-point conversion shit. I knew it. <laughs> and I'm sitting here. Good call. Good call. Even though it started to come out unhinged at the end. <laughs> nice call. You have to love the emotion of it. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what we got here. Cody, CK, the stat daddy, it's Killer Cam from Nashville. <laughs> Just finished up that game, and I tell you what, stat daddy could not be more right about NFL and their golden boy fucking Aaron Rodgers. I mean, come on. About that fucking call in the end zone. You're going to call that roughing the passer the biggest bullshit I've ever even fucking seen. And you Thank know you. what? I'm tired of defending this team to other Panthers fans. We're not saying Kyle Allen is the future. We're not saying that he's better than Cam Newton. But who he, he is who we have right now. And he is not why we lost this game. And you know what? I'm sick of it. He is who we have right now. Cam is fucking hurt. There's nothing anyone can fucking do about that. He is who we have through the remainder of the season. And it's time to just roll with it. There's nothing yep. else anyone can do. But, you know, this one's really, really disappointing. The refs turn this fucking game around, and it's their fucking golden boy. Really disappointing. Keep pounding. I'm going to give that one a clap. Just me personally. There you go. There we go. There you go. <laughs> Why? Because he's your, he's your right. number one fan? What's up, C3? Chef Jeff here. This no. is uh, my boy, Chef hard Jeff. Game. Cody's sure. brother. Um, a couple coaching decisions that I didn't like. Uh... I don't know why they tried to go for it for twos on that on the last score, Thank but that you. you know. And uh, why the hell is Colin Jones out on the field on defense again? I, I knew that Bradbury was hurt, but why I the fuck is Colin too. Jones out there? Why? Uh, he's just terrible. And Paula Pones. <laughs> we still don't know how to stop the run to save our fucking lives. Yeah, it's terrible. Game, That's why Colin Jones is on the field. Is, uh, it's terrible. No, you know, it's even with the turnovers and you know everything, we we could have won this game had we been able to stop the run. Um, that call in uh, the first half with Aaron Rodgers down in the in the back of the end zone, ridiculous. Um, another amazing call by Jerome Boger, one of the worst offici- uh, officials in the league. Can't stand his ass. Uh, I, th- I used to think it was just because he hated Cam. And that that's why we always got shit calls on offense. But apparently he just doesn't like the Panthers. I don't know. But uh yeah, good hard fought game. I uh I'm good with the call at the end of the game to run it. I was screaming it at the T V, run the fucking ball, run the fucking ball. Uh, really? Just a I was, bunch of short. Mm. Good hard fought game though. Uh I just I don't I don't see us doing anything in the playoffs. Um, even if we do make it in on a wild card. Uh, Our defense is not good enough. Just six inches, not good enough. <laughs> to reference, you're uh, swinging the big dick. So, yeah, yep. shut the bed again on primetime. 
But we'll be back next week. Take care of business against Atlanta. Keep pounding, guys. Keep pounding. The thing with the Panther. Go ahead. Can I just say how fortunate the Saints are to be in a division with us? Like, I, I mean, do you remember even in 2017, Tampa Bay beat them when we were trying to win and get the first seed throughout the playoffs uh, and, and move up, or first seed in the division and move up, and the Panthers lose on the same day that the Saints lose? Yeah. It's just a gutter, man. Let me ask you this. Did you think that today's game, in your mind, was more winnable than the San Francisco 49ers game when we went oh, in yeah. there. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, like before the kickoff? Before, before, absolutely. No, yeah. I'm not talking about what you saw. I'm talking about before kickoff because I didn't. I thought today was the one. That's why I feel like I'm okay with this. But arguably, I think the 49ers game was the one. Imagine if we went. Like, we look so putrid in that. To me, that was more of a referendum on this team than today. And then when you know that they're going to run the ball and run the ball because of the weather and, still can't do and you can't do it, that that was just deflating at that point. You know, I want to be happy about the fact that we put it to a team. You know, you bring it down to the wire. But when you see them run on you like that, I just don't know how I can be – optimistic about the future of the team and like chef jeff was saying to the playoffs is that our defense just looks suspect and someone said this in the chat room that their defense the defense is a fraud that's where they put a fraud and i thought man that hurts hurts my heart well the thing is tony is the san fran the difference between this and the san fran game is I think that Green Bay and San Fran are comparable as far as uh, talent and teams. I think San Fran's actually a little bit better of a team because they're more well-rounded. Uh, but it, it, like I was saying earlier, it's a game of momentum. You know, when you get into the San Fran game and you go down as far as you did to begin with, not only is the momentum shifting in a totally different direction. Right, but you're right, entire, right. You entire, got behind so much, yeah, so quick. It's hard. But I'm talking about before you walked yeah. in there, we don't see San Francisco as a hostile environment. We I thought end. Green Bay. Yeah. I thought Green Bay. You know, I mean, it's just a tough place to play. Yeah. And then I you add the that. weather, and then you add this, and so I'm not upset by it. Cody. You said you weren't upset by this loss in the beginning. And I think it lends to a little bit of that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm upset that we lost, but right. You know, and and, and here's another point that I'll make, and and someone was kind of. I forget who it was um, getting on to us in the chat that we didn't kind of harp on uh, that interception that Kyle Allen threw in in the end zone, and that when you couple the fumble and giving up the points right there, that maybe it's a whole different ball game. Yeah, and he chunks my, the ball my, up a lot. He just chunks like, the ball up. So does Aaron Rodgers. And listen, like what? I mean, listen. You guys tell me. Does it like does it make someone a bad fan? If you kind of want Kyle Allen to show the world that he isn't the answer at quarterback this season, because what I don't think you want to happen is a scenario where, for example, um, when Jake DeLone got injured, yeah, well, Jake DeLone got injured and then we moved on from Jake DeLone and who'd be bringing like Matt Moore, Uh, yeah, okay, and then you know, we thought Matt Moore. What's going to be the answer? Because you know what? Oh, he's better in the offense. He's doing good things. 
and then going the next year only to just be absolutely you know deflated when you realize that he isn't the answer now you can't judge Kyle Allen based on what someone else before him couldn't do but at the same time like if Kyle Allen definitely isn't the answer I'm almost breathing a, a, a breath of fresh air that we're finding this out now as opposed oh, yeah. to too late. Right. Right. All right. Next call. Uh, go ahead. I'll say two things I wanted to add. One, uh, we got to remember, even though we lost today, we're still only two games down from the leading division, and we played New Orleans twice. That's also so, what we said last week. Yeah, well, right. But that's what I'm saying. We so didn't the we needle has not – we did not lose any ground, but guys. Exactly. Here's – but here's the thing, too, to that that token. We thought we were going to lose today, right? Mm-hmm. We also thought New Orleans was going to win. Exactly. They didn't. We were going to be down more. So we yeah. were going to be down by three three games. Now we're only mm-hmm. down by two still. And Fall tote. That's just what Cody is talking about. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, two, I want to say, when we were talking about the, the situation with the quarterback, let's be realistic. They're only about – seven to eight quarterbacks in the NFL. There's three tiers of quarterbacks. There are about seven to eight quarterbacks in the NFL that no matter where you put them, what team they're on, they're going to be elite quarterbacks. Then there's quarterbacks like Matt Stafford, like Kirk Cousins, people like that, that are going to be okay and can get the job done. Then there's the lower tier, and we just got to figure out where Kyle Allen is in that tier. I don't think he's in that top tier, but he may be in that second tier that can get it done. So we just have to figure that out. Christina Aguilar says, upset but not surprised by today's loss. Right. Yeah. All right, let's go on to that. I think that's a fantastic way of putting it. Next call. Hey, guys, the Ken867. I uh, love the podcast. Uh, you guys rock. Thank you. Uh, hey, tough, tough loss, obviously, and, uh, you know, they kind of hung tight in there a bit. But, um, you know, I, we, we don't have a great defense. I, I know we think we do. In many ways, with the sacks and everything, the takeaways. Nah, yeah, it's full gold. But the run defense blows, and everybody's able to exploit that. Mm-hmm. And Ron Rivera's supposed to be like a, a defense guru. He can't stop the freaking run up the middle. He can't stop it. And, and until we can stop it, we're not going to be, you know, above a 500 team is the reality. We're, we're just not going to be able to hang in there for the rest of the season because everybody can exploit that. Like you know, like Aikman was saying with the holes, that uh, the, the huge holes. The other thing is, uh, hey, James Bradbury's our number one cornerback. There, there's no dispute on that. He's our number one cornerback. When he's out of the game, he, he just goes downhill. But um, the, the offense, uh, I, I, I have, I'm optimistic about our receivers, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. You know, they are young. They do have a lot yeah, to learn. But um, you know, they're showing some good promise. So um, you know, if they continue to develop. And build their skills, that'd be pretty cool. Anyway, hey, appreciate you guys. again, guys. You guys are awesome, and uh, keep pounding. Yeah, thank you, thank you so much keep for that pounding. call. I'm a, I'm gonna turn that call over to Cody because you brought it up earlier. DJ Moore really was something a sight to be seen today. And while and while Curtis Samuel was okay, right? Is that I mean these guys look good out there right now. I'm excited about it. Cody, what did you see from those receivers, man? I mean, you're talking about two guys who athletically have just an unlimited amount of potential. 
And uh, as I kind of alluded to earlier, uh, I and a few others have been tough on DJ Moore because early on it appears, uh, you know, he was kind of a lazy route runner. And then there were people that are like, well, if you're not good at that in college, you're probably not going to be better at it in the NFL. And I think DJ Moore has started to shut those people up. DJ Moore has really turned it on. Um, He's much more decisive in his cuts. Um, He's a tremendous yards after the catch guy, but we already knew that. And, you know, I'm, I'm at the point where it's like, man, imagine what would happen if maybe they had a better quarterback situation. You know, I mean, I can't count how many times we have seen Kyle Allen underthrow a, a beautiful Curtis, where Curtis Samuel has a space. All he has to do is keep on running, but the ball just doesn't quite get down there enough. And, and I feel like as good as Samuel and DJ Moore are playing – you still haven't even seen the best of what these two dudes can I do. I think this was the con- second consecutive 100-yard game for DJ, DJ Moore. Moore. Yeah. Nine, yeah. Nine catches for 120 yards and 11 targets. It really stands out. They went to Curtis Samuel eight times. He only grabbed four of them. Now, I don't like to just say that that's just him dictating. It's not me four drops. But... DJ is really showing out, CK. Yeah, no, and I agree. And, uh, you know, I obviously expected Curtis Samuel to be a bigger producer this year than than DJ Moore, but DJ Moore has obviously uh, excelled into that number one role that I think we haven't had in a while. Um, You know, and and Cody, you took the words out of my mouth, you know, so many times, and I've, I've said it since day one of Kyle Allen starting, there were some good throws, but if if Kyle Allen can get his timing down on those deep routes, he, there are so many yards that have been left on the table that mm-hmm. are just easy receptions. Curtis Samuel has blown past coverage so many times, and the ball just hasn't been where it needs to be to actually make that catch. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, there's so many opportunities out there, but it is encouraging that with the inaccuracies of our uh, of our backup quarterback. Um, now, granted, there have been some on-target throws and some miraculous throws, which I think you're going to get from any quarterback uh, in the league. Is that they're still able to produce at the, the level that they are? That's not a that's not a common thing. You're not going to see somebody come in here and do 130 yards um, against a, a secondary that would be considered decent. I'm not going to say it's a great secondary. Somebody said they were a great defense. They haven't been a great defense since the second week of the NFL season. Before, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but I do think that they showed out um, it, last week. Even 100, 100 yards for DJ Moore. They were uh, considered what the fourth ranked passing defense in the league, and he still came yeah. out and did that with a yeah. backup quarterback. So I mean, I think that there is a lot to be excited about with the receiving core. I just think that as long as they can stay healthy and we can get somebody who's able to get the ball to them, you know, i.e. Cam Newton. Then, uh, then I, you know, I think they have a, a large amount of potential, and and I'm not going to say unlimited, but I will say absolutely, uh, they have the ability to be in the in the conversation for the best uh, wide receiver duo in the NFL. Yeah, I want to thank everybody for being part of the show, and I know there's almost upwards of 100 people watching right now, still 89 watching live. Let's go ahead and smash those thumbs up button, get us up. We're at 51 right now. 
Let's see if we can hit hit a hundred by tomorrow or the end of the show. At the very least, you can call into the show at two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight, and um, you guys are making some great points. So let's cl- keep plowing through with these calls. Hey guys, the Ken eight six seven. I love the podcast. Uh, you guys is this lost. the same call? It's the same, uh, same call. Tough, tough right. loss, Next call. What's up, C three? Chef Jeff here. Well, that was a hard fought game for sure. Uh, we already heard this um, one too, right? A couple of coaching decisions. Chef Jeff, make. yeah, we already heard. Same that. one, double. I, I double downloaded. For... I'm sorry, right. guys. It's me again, the pissed off dude. <laughs> Mike <laughs> shit went over. I usually try not to like call this long. I just want to say my real issue with this game. The, the fault of this game, like, the everything to me in this game was at the end of the first half when they called that bullshit-ass penalty. Oh, yeah, we did hear it from this caller earlier. Hitting Aaron Rodgers in the end zone. That shit was trash, and it killed us, and I knew right that second it was over. Because, and then J- Jerry Jones, or not Jerry Jones, uh, whatever, they said on the halftime show, fucking... Jay it was Johnson. a moot point that that penalty got called because they didn't score. But there was four and a half minutes on the fucking clock. We would have got the ball at the 50-yard line. That's at least a field goal. We'd go into the half only down one. The only thing – I'm sorry I'm taking it wrong. I'm just pissed off. You know, I'm upset. I know it's the end of our season. Like, in my mind, we're not making the playoffs, and we're not going to do shit in the playoffs with this offensive line. But the, the thing about today was – the only thing worse than having to watch Joe Buck and Troy Aikman fucking cover a game with that referee. Joe, Joe Buck fucking like, sucks, dude. The NFL dude. needs to yeah. do something about these referees. It's absurd. He's so good at baseball, too. I cannot yeah, watch. Yeah, I think he's fantastic at baseball. 18 more games a year. Like, what is going on? What are these penalties? And it's like you, they know that it's like soccer. Like, they know they fucked up. And they're, like, giving you the advantage. I, I'm sorry. I'm just ranting on y'all. I'm sorry to do this, y'all. I love y'all. I'm sorry. I'm going to keep pounding. I'm still proud. Let it out, man. What we did Whatever today, way you need to vent. With the exception of offensive line, I love y'all. C3 Podcast, big shout out. Whatever. Appreciate love y'all. It. See y'all later. Thank you. And by the way, uh, Yotes in the chat room says, this caller is keeping it real. So they love you too, brother. They love you. I- I was going to say, I did what he just did, but I did it on Twitter during the game, and I pissed some people off. So sorry for anybody I pissed off, but, uh, you know, alcohol and a bad bad loss will do that to you. Don't apologize. I got your back. (laughs) C3 family, what's up, guys? It's Carolina King. Just calling in. What's up, man? Watch the game. Carolina. Man, I'm going to just say this. I love my fucking team, dog. I sure. love my team. I love the fight. I love the resiliency. I love all of it. Not to mention the fact that irony is kind of... You see Gerald McCoy get shitted on that play. He turns around stops it on the fourth down. Now, granted, yeah, we had some you know turnovers and stuff, but I, I'm not quick to say... That Kyle is the future, but I will say that I am confident in him taking the way to, taking this team forward this season. That is, we fought well. We fought like 
hard as we possibly could, man. I just, it, I feel so proud to be a Panther. So proud to be a Panthers fan right now. But St. Claus, you know, five and four, not too far away. Season still, you know, still got a great run ahead of us, guys. We're going to be all right. But you guys take it easy. Three, I y'all boys. Be safe. Word up. Thanks for the call. Let's keep pounding. Hey guys, Kyle from VA. Um, I'm a heartbreaker. Heartbreaker game. Um, for all the bullshit calls that we had called against us, and for those guys that were on the podcast from Green Bay, I need explanation for all them bullshit ass calls. Aaron Rodgers got all these <laughs> calls. Get him, Greg. Fuck that, dude. I'm pissed off about the Aaron Rodgers situation, but despite all that in Lambeau, in the damn snow, man's team never quit. They never quit. Kyle Lowry Great. never quit. Yeah. And That's team, a, they gonna be that right. is a testament of <laughs> Kyle Allen. The season definitely ain't over. That game showed me a lot about this 2019 Carolina Panthers team, man, and we're going to be straight. We're going to be good, man. Kyle Allen did his shit. Um, just, just to not quit, man, with all the bullshit-ass calls. That showed a lot of heart. But, yeah, it's still a heartbreaker, man. But we're going to come back even stronger. We ain't giving up yet when we're going to keep pounding. Thanks for the call. And I, and I continue to think about this, Cody, is that is Kyle Allen, while we want to not um, focus on him being a better alternative than Cam Newton, is he actually a guy who can produce in the NFL? And I'm starting to think like he is okay. I, I don't know. I don't know what it takes to be good. But I think this is don't you think that the Bears would be better than with Kyle Allen than no. they would be with Mitch Trubisky? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Uh, even though Mitch did uh, throw three touchdowns today, but uh, you know, I'm not arg- arguing that uh, Mitch. Yeah, he is, did is have a good game today. Hey, yeah, um, Brock broke mine the nut, man. Yeah, you know? hey. <laughs> broke clock. Uh, broke clock is right twice a day. That's right. Yeah, man. All those good snazzy sayings. Um, yeah, I do think Kyle Allen has the potential to, I mean, play real football. And by the way. Greg Olson is uh, making some pretty controversial uh, post-game statements, at least as far as Twitter is concerned. He says that today Kyle Allen put on the best fourth-quarter performance that he's ever seen from a quarterback. So these are the words of, Mm. I'm just reporting the news. I hear you. I'm just reporting what Greg Mm. Olson says. But uh, a a lot of people echoed those same sentiments. Uh, so, he, yeah, he, must be for, he must be forgetting about Cam Newton last year against Philly in that 17-point comeback in the fourth quarter. But yeah, I thought that was two years ago. Was it was last, last year? year? Yeah, That was, that last, was last year for year. sure. Last year feels like it was two different seasons just because yeah, it, it does. started and ended. So. <laughs> it does. God, it does. God, it feels like a bazillion years ago. Next call. Hey, what's up, crew? Uh, this is Nate from Oregon. Uh, long-time listener. What's up, Nate? First time calling in. Uh, tough loss today. Hard to lose it, especially in that way. Yeah, but a couple of times, I feel like I saw Kyle Allen do some stuff I hadn't seen him do yet. Of course, there were some mm-hmm. some poor choices, but 
overall, I feel like he's, he is maturing a little bit, which is awesome. And I'm starting to see him develop a relationship with DJ Moore, which is exciting. DJ Moore that had a is. huge game today. Um, I think the, the most encouraging thing is that the last time we went to play a good NFC team, it was the Niners. They just blew our pants off. And uh, today, we hung with one of those really good NFC teams. So, uh, not a, I, I feel like it's not a terrible loss. No loss is good, but I, I feel like if we can play, if we can hang with them, then we can hang with anybody in the NFC. Love you guys. Thanks for all you do with your show. Uh, look forward to watching. All right. Bye. Yeah, thanks for the call. And, yeah, we do feel like there's a lot to be excited about until you continue to think about that stupid-ass run defense. Yeah. And it is so pathetic that it looks like... Um, I feel like it's almost like I'm watching kids, you know, a different level yeah. of play on one side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And you're like, geez, like, good God. I mean... Everybody knew they were running the ball there, and you still let them gas you nine yards. It's terrible. I don't know. And, and CK, I will not be able to shut up about it in Se- against Seattle unless we figure something out. Well, uh, I think next week we have Atlanta. I thought it was Seattle for whatever reason, but it's Atlanta next week. It's um, two weeks from now? Oh, my gosh. No, Atlanta's next week. Or, yeah, next Sunday, a week from today. Um, but, uh, no, yeah, I, I, I was thinking about something while he was saying that, you know, and, and everybody's pointing out, you know, best fourth quarter, obviously we know that's not exactly an accurate statement. A, a better fourth quarter performance would have been him making an accurate throw to Christian McCaffrey in the flat there, the second to last game of the, of the, or last play of the game. I'm so but, glad I'm not the only one that saw that too, CK. I thought, yeah. I thought McCaffrey uh, early on that snap was just, Waiting for the football. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know yeah. if he'd. Have, he, I don't know if he'd have scored even if he'd have caught it. It's, uh, well, here's he the thing: is short. he was he was about a half a yard away from the uh, the end zone, and that was a a catchable radius that if he would have been if the ball would have been where it should have been, that would have been a catchable ball, and I okay. would have put money on McCaffrey making that play every t- every time. But the the ball was thrown about two feet away from his foot um, yeah. in the ground, so that was a bit of a disappointing uh, thing. But anyway, nonetheless, I will say this much: we. We had Cam Newton go out. We have Kyle Allen coming in. He's been able to do a lot of things that, um, you know, to keep this team in the conversation. Uh, and I'm not going to sit here and say that it's the same thing, but I will say when you look back to, uh, you know, 2003 when we went to the Super Bowl, it's 2003, right? Yep. Sorry. Yep. Uh, we, what did we have a heavy dose of? We had Jake DeLome coming in as a backup quarterback. We had a receiver like DJ Moore and Steve Smith, and we had a really strong run game that got us there. Granted, our defense was a lot better, so hopefully we can pick that up. I, I think our defense has the ability to be really good beyond just – there shouldn't be this this narrative of we can get to the quarterback, but we can't stop the run. Unfortunately, that's how the NFL works, is if you have a really good pass rush, a lot of times you don't have a great run defense. Um, it's just the way the, the game plan kind of – comes out but uh i think that it's when you look at the talent on the team we have the ability to correct a lot of the issues we have as long as our coaching staff can look inward and realize that there are some things that need to be adjusted it can't just be relying on somebody but uh there's some parallels you can draw that 2003 team and if we can run the the table or if we can do even if we can win the game against seattle one of the games against new orleans the two games against uh, the uh, the Falcons and then the the Redskins game. I mean, we have an opportunity to really 
you know, make the last half of our season count. Because if, right. if Monday night, if the Seahawks lose to the San Francisco 49ers, then that opens up the wild card spot even more. Um, and, uh, and so it, what happened with the Rams? Did the Rams lose? They did lose, I believe. They were down 14-12 last time I checked in the fourth quarter, but I don't yeah. know what the final score was. So that helps, and then we'll find out what happens with uh, the Vikings, which is going on right now. So, Oh, they're beating uh, the shit out of the Cowboys right now. Are they? Well, 14-7. Uh, right they, it was 14 yeah. to nothing at one point, and yeah. you said, what was the game you wanted to know about the Rams? Yeah. yeah. They lost 17-12 today 17-12. to Pittsburgh. Okay. And um, I would say this is, CK, you've been effing everybody up on this podcast, including me. We don't play the Seahawks till the 15th of December. No, December, yeah. (laughs) Holy cow. I've been sitting here going, oh, he said it was the other week. The other week. I was like, shit, I'm in Nashville. I got to get my wife. Oh, my God. How am I going to get there? No, it's the Falcons at Panthers this week. Panthers at Saints. Then we go. Brother, we're going to be hanging out a lot. Redskins, take a week off. Seahawks, take a week off. Panthers on at home, 1229. You guys think think about it like this. Like you said, we got Atlanta at Carolina next week, then... Is it at New Orleans or at Carolina? Well, either way, we play Atlanta and New Orleans next. Next it's, week. Yeah, yeah, we're at home uh, against the Falcons. J- just, on the just road. For, on the, the road Saints. in New Orleans. Okay, j- just say, for instance, New Orleans loses next week, too, and we win the next two games. We are the leaders of the division then. Yeah, yeah. With, like, four games left in the season. So th- this just proves that Football is a very fickle beast, man. I mean, the damn Atlanta Falcons beat the Saints today, who everybody online and everybody all sports centers talking about the Saints are an unbeatable team. They're the best team in the NFL. And they got handled by the Saints. By, by the Not only Falcons did they get today. handled, they had both of their weapons back from Kamara and exactly. uh, Cooks, and they still looked pedestrian at best. They couldn't score a single touchdown. Now, exactly. the and other how- piece... Oh, go ahead. Well, I, I want to say something as soon as you're done, but don't let me interrupt you. No, no. I was just going to mention that they didn't. They looked very. Mon- they didn't have uh, a lot of pop to them. They didn't look like the same Saints that were excited. I still absolutely despise their defense. Their defense are the most arrogant people. If you watch that mm-hmm. game, like you see the other team, they're sitting there like you know they make a good play. They're not saying the Falcons. I'm not sitting here praising the Falcons. But every time the Saints did something that had nothing to do with them, if somebody dropped the ball who was 10 feet away from the defender just because they made a bad uh, drop, they're sitting there celebrating like they did something. Mm-hmm. You know, They're drinking uh, the Kool-Aid, man. So how about yeah. this? Drew Brees today, I, from what I saw of that game, two things. Drew Brees is one of the most immobile quarterbacks yeah. that you will ever see, dude. I cannot count... I even texted my brother. My brother is a Saints fan and an LSU fan. So I, I'm texting my brother, dude, Drew Brees can't outrun a, an old geriatric woman, dude. Like there are times when he has room to run and go for a first down. And, dude, he is so slow. I, I believe Drew Brees is showing his age. He was even missing open uh, open receivers, not throwing the football, like not missing them, but just not throwing the ball two very clearly open receivers. So I don't know if that's an indication on maybe the Saints are a little bit inflated. Maybe the Falcons had a little bit of uh, giddy up in their step. 
or I mean, I don't know what it is, but the the Saints are not an invincible football team. Mm-hmm. And how about this? If you look at our schedule surrounding New Orleans, we have Atlanta at home. We have Washington after that, who is a dumpster fire. We have uh, another Atlanta that's away. Then we have Seattle. Then the Colts. By the way, the Colts lost to the Dolphins today, y'all. They don't have uh, Brissett. So all of a sudden, I mean, our schedule outside of two Saints and uh, Seahawks, I mean, we do not have the worst schedule going forward. We might be in some advantageous situations. So a wild card is not out of the question. And if we want to win the division, this defense has to start playing so much better nah, we don't than have anywhere right yeah yeah no you can't even think about the playoffs at that end a- any thought of this you're talking about breezes immobility what'd you think about kyle allen i thought there was a couple of times he could have gotten us first down yeah and he didn't run and i think he was mobile enough to do it oh yeah he seemed to have a little bit of pep I mean, yeah. for real, I, I thought but he could... He had I feel to, like he held, he pulled up a couple of times. You know what I'm saying? I was like, so almost being decisive when to run is important. Yeah. It seems like he's been watching Mahomes and thinking that he can throw these crazy passes that... Uh, Off one leg and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, he and don't like got he, that. Yeah, like when he was... Like when he threw that interception, I was like, Oh my gosh, he has a run lane right there. And then when he backed off and he threw that ball in the end zone, I was like, "Well, if this is a touchdown, this will be a nice looking play." But when I saw that it was thrown into triple coverage, not double coverage, because there were two yes, in the back. Yes, yes, thank front. you, thank you. He threw it into traffic. Remember a couple of times earlier, and the guy said that was in a lot of traffic. Yeah, and then one they said it was in double coverage. I'm like, nope, that was definitely triple coverage. Um, you know, it's he's uh, gotten it's, away with a couple of things, and you don't want to be critical because you're w- wanting him to get away with them. Did you guys count how many dropped interceptions there were? No, but did you? Obviously, you did. I I saw a few. I yeah. saw at least three that were clear should have been intercepted, but they were bad uh, drops by the defender. That's why I'm not so high on on Kyle Allen right now, is because he tried to give that ball away at least three more times in the two that he got. So, he did that against Tennessee, too. I know. There were, I know. There were a few crazy good receptions that were made that the defender just failed to get mm-hmm. his hands on the ball when he could have. Yep. Now, I do believe that, I mean, especially with our offense, you have to have more than Christian McCaffrey. Absolutely. You, ha- you do have to take those chances, but, yeah, I, you have to protect the football better. And what was once – and covered the trait of Kyle Allen, him protecting the football. It's not that way anymore, man. We're yeah. we're in November now. Shit's just different. Look at we it. We gotta like this keep too. make uh, it quick. Say, we got a ton of calls. Okay, look at it like this too. It, well, while he did make a couple of bad passes, he also avoided a bunch of sa- a bunch of plays that should have been sacked. Yeah, he did. That's yeah, a good point. So you got to give him credit for that. And yeah. two, um, you know, he did beat Tennessee last week, and Tennessee just beat Kansas City today. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything to me, though. But, okay. I mean, I understand what your point is, but. Hey, Josh again. Anyhow, um, so, you know, the, the, the defense did, did us no favors today. Um, just little stuff. 
um, not being able to stop things. And then it seemed like whenever we did, there was kind of a favorable penalty for uh, for Green Bay. But at the same no. time, there, there, there was there was like an overall lack of discipline. Um, <laughs> no, no real management of gap assignment. No accountability. Um, and some of those run plays were the same type of misdirection stuff the 49ers used. Um, you know, when something has been your flaw, if you you know, especially two games later, you should really start having a grasp on how to fix that problem or how to just put your guys in positions where those problems don't exist in the same way that they do with your base formation. Or um, you know, And another thing I thought today, we saw plenty of 4-3, like the vast majority of the game we were playing that. Um, and I think I think maybe 3-4 probably would have been a bit better. Um, I mean, I know we don't favor using that against run-heavy teams, um, but really, I, I I think it would have done better in the end. Um, you know, um, well, whatever we did the, today uh, didn't work. That's going for sure. A whole lot further, um, and it sucks because we got a real we had a window open today. The Saints lost. Oh my God, they lost to Atlanta of all teams. That should tell you something. The door was left open. Um, we had the chance. We had the chance to more than just jam our foot in there. We had a chance to book in. And depending on a couple of the outcomes of a couple other games, we could have been knocking right on the door. We were right, right there for for being in the playoffs. If, and I think if a couple things went right, we would have been in. We would have definitely been in the wild card seat, I believe. So, um, yeah, it's just a damn shame. Um, it, it's a real damn shame. Um, you know, there were some times where it looked close, but but in the end, we just couldn't pull it out, and that's what I really wanted to see. As somebody who's been um, admittedly critical of Kyle Allen, I thought this was it. I'm like, all right, this kid's going to do it. He's going to go out and, and lay down the law in Green Bay, in Lambeau. Mm, in I didn't think that. Snow. I thought he played way better than I expected him to play. And instead, he went out there and shit his pants. I don't think so at all. That's all I got to say. Goodbye. Next call. Hey guys, it's DJ Raleigh. If this is the point that that coach needs to go, I don't know what. <laughs> Cody, you can take this go. Like he's supposed to be coaching the defense now, but defense is getting gashed all day on the ground, and the offensive calling was predictable. And then the fact at the end, you run the ball with four seconds left. What? <laughs> Coach got to go. I want us to keep Cam, the fire coach, and the rest of that staff. Coach, Noah Turner, all of them need to go. Need to go. Because we could have won this game, but we had dumb play calling. I get it's in the element snow. But that last play call is no excuse. Still a Panther fan for life, but this is getting ridiculous at this point. Let the podcast keep pounding. Thanks, DJ. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, I just yeah. called to say Cam would have won that game. That's all. Bye. <laughs> Listen to this again. Cam would have won. One more time. Yeah, I just called to say Cam would have won that game. That's all. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, right. listen, on the replay, they had some running lanes, boy. And, God, I just... 
No, I said I wasn't going to talk about it, so I'm not. I'm yeah, not. I'm not. I'm don't. not going to. I'm, I'm with you. I'm ready to Tuesday with that. All right, next call. Hey, it's Nate from Oregon again. I just got to come to my boy Cody's defense here. Uh, you guys are talking about tackling and whether or not it's on players or the coaching staff. Uh, I'm actually a music teacher, and so I have to get my, my kids ready to perform all the time. And we have a saying, we don't practice oh. until we get it right. We practice it until we can't do it wrong anymore. And so that's what Cody's oh. saying. The coaches have got to drill, 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 drill. Not until they know how to tackle, but until they, it's impossible for them to tackle wrong. Anyway, oh, love you guys. That's right, great in theory. Dang, of course. Oh. Great in theory, but it doesn't, doesn't matter. From a teacher, no less. Doesn't matter. It's like, yeah, it doesn't Tony matter. had the same argument the other way with the period in a sentence, and it works just as well. So it's great in theory, but it doesn't matter if you don't execute the play. Oh, <laughs> when it's every Sunday, it is. And I want to, I want you guys there. I do want to give you guys this: is that if you ever go to a NFL practice, which I've never been to this specific just a practice alone, but I've been to training camp several times, they barely practice shit, bro. Like that's the thing is like how they move the needle. I don't really understand. I've seen these guys run one play one time and they move on and they're like, you got it? Yep, everybody got it. Moving on. It is an hour and 45 minute limit with, you know, I mean, I just don't think, it's not the, my thing is this, is that I don't believe coaches in the NFL get what you guys, what a lot of people think are the opportunity to coach in that mindset of like, oh, well, you did it wrong. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Let's do it again. Up, downs, up, downs. Nope. In the NFL, it don't work like that. They don't do shit like that. They're just all patting everybody on the back. But they do practice. That's not the coach's fault. No, but not practice tackling. They practice no hit, no no thudding. There ain't no thudding during the week, Cody. Every other team in the NFL has the same practice rules that we do, and, every and it's other not a problem. But every who thuds? Who thuds in practice? Not, no, not on the level that the Panthers' defense does it. I do mm. not, for the life of me, understand why y'all are so badly want to absolve Ron Rivera of this issue of tackling. I guarantee you that everyone on our team. How do you practice it? How do you practice tackle. it? How do you practice it? You have to drill it. They literally have drills. They can't. They don't even put pads on during practice, bro. They're not allowed to, Cody. Yes, they that, do. They practice for the game during the week. I'm going to bring these stats. They do walkthroughs, dude. Like, half of the week is just walkthroughs, dude. Okay, there so ain't no fun. All of our players have just never, ever, ever learned how to tackle. Yes, no, I will no. say this. It, yes, I will say that. Yes, is that it's a fundamental issue in the NFL because they've limited practice time in college as well. Exactly. Mugs ain't thudding there either. So, no, yeah, I will say that. Yes. No, go see what these practices look like. What can you do in Those an hour? Those are the open practices, Tony. Those aren't the ones that you're not seeing during the. They ain't thudding. They ain't thudding in those practices that were closed. But they ain't light mode. Up. If you're gonna tell me the other defense. How do you teach NFL, somebody be like this? Is thud the them there? Problem that we're dealing with now. Yes, I, I'm watching football right now. It doesn't seem like Dallas has a problem making a tackle. Or really? Because Man- Minnesota, really? Minnesota or the Patriots. two touchdowns in the first in the first two drives. You tell me there's no missed tackles. All right, next call. Next call. Next call. Guys, I agree. I disagree. I'm with Greg on this. 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to make this quick. But I'm, I'm going to go the, get a beer. Uh, you got cover this call, Cody. Got hurt, and they start rotating these guys in and, and everything like that. That's when the, they really start to get pressure. But in the beginning of the game, will Kyle Allen ever learn to step up? Like those sacks that he was taking in the beginning was on him. He had time to step the fuck up. Now, I, 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 I hate to, to pile on to Kyle Allen, but like these are basic things. Like his arm is not going to get stronger. Like the play in our offense with the speed that we have, we need somebody with a strong arm. I prefer yeah. to keep Cam for one more year at least. I do too. But if you're not going to keep him, don't give us Kyle Allen and think that that's going to be enough. And damn sure don't give us Will Real Rich. He couldn't even beat out Kyle Allen. Anyway, guys, I mean, like I said, I'm not even mad about the loss. We lost to a good team. It's just how we lost. And it was because of incompetence of a head coach that has been doing this same shit forever. For years. Over and over and he and is going to go up at the podium and say, oh, we have missed opportunities, missed opportunities. And he's going to try to say that he was putting faith in in the cow out and everything while he went for two. He's going to make up all these excuses. He needs to take some goddamn responsibility. Anyway, guys, I, I can't wait to hear the show. Keep pounding. Well, Keep pounding. Quick, I mean, yeah. Go real ahead. quick, Cody. I d- I just want to say, you're you're speaking in absolutes when you're talking about Ron Rivera, and that that's what I'm trying to get you to get away from. Is I'm not saying that Ron Rivera is not at fault for a lot of the things that happen. I'm not saying that, but what I'm saying is he's not at fault for everything that happens, and that's what you're trying to make that to be. You're trying to make that to be that if there's a missed tackle, every missed tackle is Ron Rivera's fault, and it's not. Some may be, and some of it can be put on the training and the, and the coaching and everything else, but everything that happens is not his fault. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying he's okay. not at fault. He is at fault. He's at fault for a lot of things, a ton I, of things, and I can point him out with you, but he's not at fault for everything, and we've I, got to start I putting hear some you. responsibility on I the hear player you 100%. as well. I hear you 100%. The reason why I'm saying that it is Manly Rivera over the players it's because if it was a few missed tackles every here and there, then, yeah, I could understand the argument of, man, Eric just didn't wrap up, Dante just wasn't doing his due diligence, Luke, Shaq, whoever. But the fact that there are so many different times that it happens, that it happens over and over, we're not talking about a few little isolated incidents here. We're not talking but about But Reed doesn't ever wrap up, dude. Reed so has never. How about what about the four? What about the four? What about the four coaches before him? Why didn't they teach him that? Because yeah, there were missed the, tackles there too. The yeah, one, I mean, obvious. Like that's the okay, thing but, is that like like it's not his first rodeo. You know, it's not his first rodeo. Great tackler. But again, like Trey Bross has never been a great tackler. That's why right. he stunk his whole career. But dude, that like he also went to two other time. teams. Yeah, but he also played with the Cardinals and the Chargers. So why didn't they fix him? The the fact of the matter is, other teams are not. It's not that simple. You can't just. 
I don't think you coach tackling in the pros. Can you coach tackling in the pros? Is the real question. Are you going to tell me that? You can't say every other team. You can't. That is such a lie. That's such a lie. Then yes, I would say. Well, the Jets don't. Oh, well, of course we're not. But that's not because of the coach not teaching tackling. The Packers do. The you 49ers think, do. The Saints do. I can go They on teach on. tackling better. And, they and, teach and tackling. The That's where they're better. Yeah. Oh, gosh. They do. So, so, so I'm so on the other side of the planet. Today, when the Saints got whooped. Today, when the Saints got whooped by the Falcons. Yep, they don't teach tackling, Greg. Twice. I mean, come on. You're going to tell me that these other defenses are having the same tackling problems? On a routine basis, as the Panthers are. Come do you, on. Do you know the number? Of, do you know the number of tackles the Saints missed today? Because I don't, but I guarantee you it's just as many as the Panthers missed today, and they got whooped by a two and seven, a one and seventeen. I don't know. I watched. So, that so, game. so is it, is it because they have bad tackles. coaches? Listen, uh, I'll go around in a circle on this. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah I mean, because I, we I, don't agree. <laughs> well, uh, all right, fine, but the 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 evidence is all on my side. Not that's all I'm saying. Not true. Well, Show me okay, stats. Most Show me people, stats, and the, the evidence the will be on colors, your side. You have no stats to back up what you're saying. The colors are on my side. You have no stats the, to back up what you're most saying. Most of the people in the chat room are on my side, and they look have at, no stats either. Look Both at the best defenses in the Both NFL. They are not having the same problems that we are. Pull the stats. Of, of course, of course, but we've been stop. a best defense before. So if we've been a best defense before, are you trying to tell me that our coaches just forgot how to coach? Are you telling me our players best, forgot how to play? Uh, it's That's what you've much, been. S- the players forgetting how to play is much more likely than the coaches forgetting how to coach because the players right. are the ones executing yeah. the plays. The players are the ones who are making the tackles. Well, like, they would have had to have remembered how to play first before they can forget how to play. Let's go on to the next call. <laughs> Yo, what up? It's Josh the Minute Cat from Math. Man, what a rough loss, guys. Yeah, it was. I mean, yeah, okay, let's start with some of the obvious. Yes, Green Bay got some real favorable calls at the end of the game. Or not at the end of the game, but um, a few towards the beginning of the game. Well, you know, it was intentional grounding in the end zone, so that's a safety. But oh, we're roughing the passer. It was it was BS. Um, and there was a few others that they got away. They got away with a lot of holding. I, I mean, yeah, I get it. Every play there's technically holding, but my God, some of it is just it's just gratuitous and it doesn't get called. Um, aside from that, though, um, we did ourselves no favors, um, you know, and and. And again, this has been one of my complaints with Kyle Allen is we hadn't seen him play from behind and, and win a game. Um, you know, and I feel like today being able to put a drive together that, that did that would have helped. And you go, well, let's play calling and this and that. But he got flustered real easily under pressure and, and at times just missed flat-out open opportunities to to exploit the defense. And even if it's, you know, there's multiple plays where Christian McCaffrey was wide open, you know, for, it's nothing crazy, but a seven-yard game. And he just opted to not throw that way. And, again, I think this is something I said before. 
he's he's just not going through his progression. As soon as he gets under pressure, it's a one-two read, and that's it. He's not looking for anything. He wasn't even looking for his dump off. Um, you know, uh, good to see Greg Olson step up and make true, some plays in, in, in moments where it was really problem. needed. Um, you know, same with, same with CMC, CMC, you know, pulling out an extra two, three yards after it looked like a plane was done. Um, Dante had some real nice pass breakups and some defenses, and then there was, you know, the period that he was out, bus. I feel like they just went at that side. He is um, such a boomer bus player, what the dude. What's his name? Uh, Colt Luke. They just exploited him and took advantage of the fact that he didn't know. Hmm. He, he, you could tell he had no idea what the hell was going on. He was just getting burnt. Um, and our defense as a whole against the run, um, I'm sorry, guys, but with with the amount of teams that have a great run offense this this year, especially in the NFC, I, I don't see us being able to to really hang. Um, oh shit, I'm out of time. Is, the, is there is there any concern, Cody, about Dante Jackson becoming a really good con- corner? And what I and why I raised that question is is that it seems like all of his greatness or most of his greatness is based on his athleticism and he catches yeah. up real quick. Yeah, that's you know, that's it, one part. But I think it also, one of the things that bugged me um, slightly, I want him to be good, but the issue is he continues to make the same mistakes over and over. Um, and I'm not going to talk about the coaching aspect of it. That's just going to add another conversation that I think everybody's <laughs> ready to move past. But um, I, I do think that there's clearly conversations just based on the all or nothing film, which I know was very villainous, uh, putting him in like this villain role for that entire program. But uh, he clearly has an issue with criticism, right? He has an issue with being told this is the better way of handling it. This is the better way of handling it, but he's still not making those adjustments and handling things the way that he, you know, they should be handled. Instead, he feels like however he's doing his thing is the best way to do things. Um, you know, that's the only gripe I have about it because I do feel like he lets either he makes the best play or he's getting beat. Like I, I, it's unfortunate, but I mean, most of the time that we've seen an issue has been on his side of the field. Bradbury hasn't been letting people go. And sometimes Um, when he makes a good play, CK, it's a bad play he recovered from. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, if it's an underthrown ball, well, that's because he was already, behind the, the player, if it was an overthrown ball, well, if that would have been placed right, that would have been a really big gainer. Um, yeah. Or even that pass interference call last game, you know, he was actually just lucky in that to be in that position. You know, granted, there was a PI push off that put him in that position, but, um, you know, it's it still, I, I haven't seen him, I haven't seen people be afraid to go to him. And that's what I feel like you see with Bradbury. You see people afraid to throw the ball his way. He's got the in, – in anybody who wants to argue Bradbury's effectiveness, he is the second lowest passer rating when thrown against him of any corner in the NFL with 80% of the snaps of the of the team's snaps. Like, I'm just telling you, Bradbury is a good corner when you look at it from that perspective. So uh, they're not afraid of Dante Jackson. I think we need somebody who – I think Dante would be a really good slot corner. Um you know, just based on the speed and the fact that you have to cover some speedy slot receivers, but uh, and sometimes these uh, really fast running backs out of the backfield. He's field. super young, though, too. You know, I mean, that's the thing is this is his second season. 
there's still an opportunity for him to improve yeah. on the mature. And, and I'll tell you this, is I work with young people all the time. I work with 19, 16 through 20 year olds all day long. And I was one of them too. And I wasn't, I'm st- I don't know if I'm still good at taking criticism. Yeah. It's difficult. You know? So, I mean, I, I do think, but you're right. Is that he is, He's not becoming more and more technique sound, you know, where you're just like, all of a sudden, it just continues to look like he's relying on that insane speed. On the speed. I haven't felt like he's gotten better. That's my thing. This is year two. You should see an increase of progress, and I don't feel like we've seen it, even from a tackling perspective, forgetting about coaching for a minute, Um, just from, you know, the ability to, you know, read coverages and not keep your eyes so peeled on the backfield that you're biting on every pump fake that comes your way. I mean, those are just things that I feel like you, you, you're supposed to learn and in year two, you should see more of that. And I just, I feel, I almost still feel like he's a rookie this year. Coaching uh, is uh, a problem with that. I would also say. <laughs> oh God. All well, right. Hey, uh, Real quick, before we go to the next call, I, uh, I've been doing a little research here, and I pulled up some stats. You all want to hear some tackling stats? Yeah, let's hear it. Anybody? I okay, mean, so, if you want to so, convince me to not believe my eyes, please go ahead. I'm going to try to convince you to believe stats, not your eyes. So uh, I'm going to go by the pro football focus, which I would agree is probably is better at analyzing this stuff than we are. Not saying we're not bad at, we're bad at it, but probably better than we are. Uh, and they go by the number of snaps based on total missed tackles as a percentage per team. So Carolina ranks 13th in the NFL for missed tackles, okay? Above them, for teams that are better, have a better percentage of tackle, like a better percentage of non-missed tackles. So the, like, the, you know, rank one through 10 is better. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are better. The Niners are better. The Bears are better. The Eagles are better. The Houston Texans are better. The Broncos are better. The Vikings are better. The Jets are better. The Bills are better. The Titans team the Carolina. Here's the even here's the better part. You want to hear the teams that are worse at tackling the Carolina and then you tell me it's coaching? The Patriots, the Bengals, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Colts, the uh the Seahawks, the Packers, the Redskins, the Chiefs, the Cardinals, the Giants, the Lions, the Falcons, the Rams, Cowboys, Raiders, Jaguars, Bucks and Saints are all Get em, by Greg. statistic. By I statistic, call bullshit. Worst to I, 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 the I, top I, I, of my head. Right here, buddy. What metrics all, are they all using? All worst tackling teams in okay, Carolina. So the, you the tell Saints, me that coaching is Get them, Greg. The get them. The, the Browns are the line, best buddy. team in no, the that's, NFL. That's You're going to tell me that the Saints Here's, are near the bottom of the league in missed tackles? Can I, can I interject and, here and, for a and minute? What is PFF using? To to come up with these numbers, number What's of plays, n- n- number of plays that the defense has been on there and missed tackles each team has in the average. Okay, so, so here's so the problem. Here's the problem with number. that metric. Here's if the problem with that metric. For okay. a second, let me let me explain that. Those are missed tackles of people who've actually gotten a hold of them. The problem with our missed tackles is they're not just. Hold on, hold on, just a okay. second. <laughs> hold on. Uh, the the part of this that is frustrating is it's not that we're getting our hands on them a lot of times. It's that we're not in our gaps when we're supposed to be. It's the Red Sea. It's parting the Red Sea. Argument. You can't can't add caveats to the argument. Here's the thing. A missed tackle, in my opinion, is if there's somebody within five yards who can tackle him, who has a clear line to be able to do it, but they make a bad decision and they're not able to make that tackle, that's a missed tackle. It's not how you're not including that in here. Tell me how that would be a stat that they would actually be able to include. 
But how can exactly. you use that? If, P- how can you use that if you can say that you can't PFF. include? You, you can't use that if they can't. I can like, see it. Their nose up in the, the, the air. Video. I do. I do want to. I do want to support CK on this. Is that what we're seeing when we see the Panthers isn't just guys shedding blockers and shedding tackles? Okay. Okay. But like it said, is I'm, also I'm, I'm, I'm just a poor ass run defense. You yeah. cannot like it just, tell me that the Patriots have a worse problem tackling than the Carolina Panthers. The Patriots, sorry, by the book, have I missed just, six more tackles yeah, than the Panthers PFFs. have this year. Okay, cool. Oh, okay, just cool. I, I saw this as a problem last year too. Like yeah. it's 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 the same thing over and over, man. Like this is a Ron Rivera, Eric Washington problem. It's been a problem with them. Guess what? It's going to continue to be a problem. It's not going to go away, man. Okay. Hey, like I, I don't said, think I the way that Cody, I don't think the way going forward there to argue your point is to say that the tackling is the coach's fault. I think then you need to sh- pivot your argument to they're not calling the right defense. Okay. The right That's plays. That's a different argument. That's a different right. argument. I'll give you that. That is, uh, so that is a different one. And, and if we are calling a pass, I, I don't think we're calling a, a bad defense. That's I what I'm saying, man. I don't I think, think the, the players are making is, the is plays, they're not, dude. They're not putting the players in the right spot. They're not teaching the – That's like, Luke Keekley's fault. Yes. He's the quarterback of the defense. He no, puts players not. in spot. No, it's Once not. before every it single play, Luke Keekley is putting people in place. Yes, if they're not putting them in the right spot, they're calling the wrong play. That's the thing. If they're not putting them in the right spot, then they are calling the wrong play. I think it's a mixture of both. It's both of them. Thank you. That's all I wanted to hear. It's both of them. I just don't feel like this. No, but more more of the fault still lies with the coaches if they're missing tackles because Mm -hmm. they're not in the right spot. I just don't don't, understand how you're absolving the players on them being sucky as shit against the run. That's what you guys are doing. How many times? No, we're not. We're saying that it's the fault of the coaches when it's a consistent problem like it is. So you're telling me if we fired Ron Rivera, we would all of a sudden, and got a different coach, we'd all of a sudden coach make more tackles. But what other coach are we talking about? Not just any other coach. I mean, come on. Who are we talking about here? If it's uh, it's Kyle Shanahan, you're fucking big dick motherfucker. How about Sean Payton? I'll tell you what, uh, uh, Sean Payton, Sean Payton for the Saints, who are the 32nd ranked, the 32nd ranked team in tackling. Okay. How about, uh, let's see, the Oak Raiders, John Green, 29th ranked team in tackling. This is awesome. All right, let's go to the next call. We're never getting out of the show. Next call. Break up this. Take a breath. Go to your corners. Go to your corners. Go to your corners. (laughs) Hey, guys. Freddie calling. (laughs) This is, uh, my first time. Only a long time listener. I was, you know, watching the Hornets, uh, lose to the 76ers right now, right after the Panthers game. But oh. I was calling because I'm 100% behind Cody. Uh, <laughs> everybody else talking the podcast. That's one for one. I had somebody call me. 100%. Nobody loves, he's the most loved person. Garbage. He is, man. Everybody loves Cody. He's lovable. last two play call. Very lovable. You it's have to right. give the it's ball even... to Christian on the right. first and goal. We're so and jealous of you. Pass and play. Then the second play, <laughs> you go for 
uh, Christian. And I was like, no, that's the wrong play call on second down, right? Literally have four seconds left. You do not run the ball with four seconds left. So I'm 100% with um, Cody. I had quite a few beers now. So I mean, I'm <laughs> making a lot of sense, but I'm 100% behind Cheers, Cody, brother. everything he's saying. And uh, professor, these four o'clock dude, games. I don't know tough. what's going on. They are honestly, I don't know what's going on, but that he messed up big time. Kyle Allen is not the answer, and they were not putting the ball in Christian's hand like they should have over Ooh, and over again. Pretty good game. Um, but guys, I love the show. Keep it up. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call, and Cody loves sure. you. Thanks you, man, for hey, being you. on my <laughs> side. Listener, first time caller. Um, oh, hold on, I'm gonna start yeah, this over. This is Brandon, a long time listener, first time What's caller. What's up, Brandon? Um, yeah, that was a game. Um, I know that y'all been arguing about, you know, <laughs> Fire Riviera and stuff like that. And for me, I'll always be on that train. I'll never get off of it. You know, I've pretty much been sick of him since 2014. Okay. Also, um, Kyle Allen lost us that game as much as our defense did. And, and he got very, very lucky. In fact, that last on that last drive, I believe, where he threw that inter, we almost that interception was very, very reminiscent of the interception that Norman threw that Norman caught um, uh, back in 2015. It's just a bad throw, and unless the route receiver jumps forward, you know, most of the time the quarterback will catch that, and it's six points. Um, when it gets onto it, I know this sounds selfish. I'm just tired of mediocrity. I think we're seeing exactly what happens when Tim is gone and that Riviera can't ride on his coattails anymore. So for me, I'll always say fire Riviera. Riviera. I know. I'm sorry. Me too. I just want the entire day. I want... It's I might tough. call him that the rest of the season. <laughs> we totally we are. That we go for so bad. I don't want to be bad to get number one pick, but in my opinion, if that ends up means that we get, you know, a replacement for Cam, or especially if we end up being dumb and we end up releasing him next year. So, um, just like you say, I enjoy the podcast. I will listen to it in my work van. You know, it's fun. And yeah, like thank I said, you. I'll always support the Panthers no matter what they do. Thanks for Just tuning in the show. Guys. Love yeah. podcast. And you Appreciate have it. added so much to the show because I think we're all on the Fire Riviera train. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's Ryan like Riviera. Boy, I tell you uh, what, Ryan, Ryan Riverboat Rivera. Riviera. <laughs> Riviera. Ryan Riviera. <laughs> Ryan Riviera. I tell you what, you know what? Ryan Riviera can't coach tackling very well from, uh, mm, from my okay. perspective. I agree. I, I have. better than 22. Ryan Riviera. He's, yeah, he's hey. better. S- I better sitting on the Riviera drinking beer than I am trying to tackle mugs on the Sunday football field. What a call. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Thank you for supporting the show. Keep listening to it in the work, man. By the way, he's on my side, though. He's up on the Yeah, yeah of course. Everybody is on your side, Cody. We got it. Hamburger Hill, man. It's like I said. Anybody tries to take his going to get slaughtered. I think this we is ain't Josh. going to no playoffs with Kyle Allen, you guys. Like, he is that G, game strong, but my God. Nah. I think it, it might be, be a stoned Josh from us. Like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this season has been a fucking nightmare, man. 
I think that's G baby from Utah. A fucking nightmare. Like, oh my god. You mean oh, D nice? This nice. And then I hear this Ian Rappaport or whatever the fuck his name is. It's a pretty reliable source, but I still don't believe that shit. <laughs> the day we, I'm gonna believe it when we fucking trade Cam Newton. Like, if we're dumb enough to trade Cameron, Jarrell, Newton, like, I swear to God, bro. I swear Tell to God, him. everything I fucking love Tell will be hard for me to be a Panther fan again. Like, I don't, like, I, I, I found myself having a hard time forgiving the Panthers for letting Josh Norman to go, let alone Steve Smith. When we let Joe Steve Smith, like, I didn't watch the Panther game for at least three weeks, fellas. But if we let... If we let Cam Newton go, let alone trade him, it would be the biggest mistake. Hear me out, Panther Nation. It would be the biggest mistake any fucking franchise, any organization ever made with their fucking players, bro. Like we will regret. It looks like we're gonna have a whole season to see Kyle Allen. Turnover machine. Hesitation. Dude hasn't even fucking hit puberty yet. <laughs> He's, he had some great throws in that in that snow, but damn it, man. This was supposed to be a magical season. This really was supposed to be a magical fucking season. Like, imagine if we had Cam Newton, bro. All those times Kyle should have scrambled. You don't think Cam Newton can get that shit? In a fair argument. It's a fair point. So many plays left out on coach. Did you see fucking Greg Olsen drop his head? Well, the communication is the same between him and fucking Kyle Allen. He was upset. He was David upset. Tepper, I swear mm-hmm. to God, bro. You trade Cam Newton. I've been a Panther fan for going on my 16th season. A real Panther fan. That shit will break my fucking heart. No. Mm. Well, was that the end of the call? I think so. No, man. Listen, that's why I'm not choosing to 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 talk about this tonight. I'm saving that energy for Tuesday. I feel yeah. the same way, man. I feel the same way. That would absolutely. And I'm glad that he used those words, man, because it would break my fucking heart. It would break all no. of our hearts that no. the moment that you start to put pieces on this team, that this is what's happened to Cam Newton. Are we not the same fucking team that let Thomas Davis come back after three consecutive ACL tears? Like, come on, dude. This dude has put his body through too much, and you're just going to sell the ship on him the minute mm-hmm. that he has some injury concerns? Like, <laughs> fuck that shit. And it does piss me off because, like, uh, with this one uh, tweet that came out said, normally all Adam Schefter or Ian Rappaport, they're not just putting their opinions out there. So for it, it makes me think that they do have some kind of source or whatever that's maybe close to Tepper that thinks that they're looking at moving on, which it makes it all the more infuriating, man. I, I, it, it absolutely pisses me off. It would be absolutely heartbreaking. And, yeah, man, it's the dumbest shit in the world. All right, next call. Hey, this is Brandon, a long-time listener, first-time We heard this one, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah, that was again. All right, so then this is... The Saints lost, too. Yep. This is our prime 
like, opportunity to make a move in our division. And we fucking blew it again. Again. Still there. We, we, had, we had plenty of chances to win that game, fellas. But like I said, when you turn the ball over twice in key situations, like, we had a chance. We still had a chance to come back in that game. With the two mistakes Kyle Allen made, we still had an opportunity to come back in this game and win this fucking game. Yes, we did. North fucking Turner, you dumb son of a bitch. You should have made the fucking ball in the right the first place, not the second. I love it, dude. The first place, you're not the fucking MVP. You don't want to fucking put the ball in fucking Kyle Allen's hand when all it's doing is snowing. You fucking hand the ball off. We know what we're doing. The defense is playing over hills. They're not going to know if we run the ball or not. This guy's and more angry snowing. than I was. I love G, man. That's my like, spirit my animal. My God. Holy fuck. That shit pissed me off. You give the ball to the MVP. Yeah. On the goal line. I said the same thing, the man. First place he should have ran. That should have been the first one, not the second one, man. God damn it. Five and four. We're five and four. We ain't going to no playoffs. Like, we need to seriously sit down and reevaluate this fucking season, man. Because our schedule doesn't get any easier. It doesn't. And there's some lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of elite fucking players coming out of this year's draft. If we can get oh, one yeah. more weapon, and, and like I said, like we got, we got, man, we got bigger fish to fry, man. We got to figure out what we're going to do with Cam Newton, man. Like, there's, like, we should already know. Like, this shouldn't even be a fucking question. <clears throat> you let him play out with his last year. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. But it's just funny. Oh, the Panthers need to trade him to, to the Denver Broncos. If he goes to the Denver Broncos, I'll never watch the NFL again. <laughs> I'm with That's you, all bullshit. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like, oh, he's good enough to get traded to all these fucking teams, though, right? But he's not good enough to play for the fucking franchise that he's held over his fucking back. That's a fair argument. Eight to nine feet in. Look at where Carolina was before we got Cam Newton. All right, man. thanks for the call. We're gonna go. I'm gonna move on Look for this what? reason: is that uh, we're gonna talk about that plenty on Tuesday night. Cody's vowed to not talk about it. I have vowed to Even talk about it. Even though I just did. <laughs> <laughs> I do think there is. Uh, a good discussion to have based on the information that's come out. And I continue to say that Kyle Bailey from WFNZ is the only voice of reason on this in the media, particularly the Charlotte media, who continues just to say this. is There's nothing that indicates right now that if Cam Newton can play in 2020 that the, it wouldn't be a good idea for the Panthers to have him play for them. Yeah. And that's how it continues to be. All of our positions, I think, we will get into that on Thursday. Don't forget to subscribe to the C3 Panthers podcast on YouTube and uh, check us out on the audio format, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, where on Tuesday night we're going to talk about that. And I think, and you know what is, I feel like I should get some goddamn credit for this, is I've continued to say this is that there's zero reason to move on from Cam until you have to. 
Yeah. You know, and and that is, is simply put. And I don't want to hear this shit about he needs a contract. I, even I heard Bill Vogue talking this shit. The same thing. Now the team media is saying this is that they don't think Cam's going to play without a new contract. Shut up. No. Yeah, we have no reason. Like, this well, is all mis- it's misinformation. That, no, no. I, do. I would say this is that, yeah, is that they can say that all they want. Just like Melvin Gordon could sit out six games and not get jack shit. He didn't get jack shit. You know what I'm saying? Because you think that if Cam Newton sits out for the first six games, that the Panthers are going to cave and give him a five-year deal? No, not with Kyle Allen. No, 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 no. no, no. No. We're having having a different conversation. But the reason why why they're mentioning that, which, again, I'm on your side, man. Cam Newton all the way. He's got to play, though. But if he – if I think what they're saying is, and why they just don't know, is if he's going to be a free agent after this next year and then he gets hurt during the middle of the season or whatever, then that tanks his ability to go sign with another team later on. But, but I, so but is I, that I, I for every player in the last year of their right, contract. I understand. It doesn't mean which that the is, would or, or, or should do it. But it's over, it's a, it's an it is overblown argument. Question. No, I don't. Well, I mean, all right, I'll let you say this. It's legitimate because you have the ability to ask it. It's not legitimate <laughs> because the Panthers I think they're will pay. Yeah, he yeah. will pay. We're going to pay them $20 million next year. Cam Newton has not played three seasons in a row, full seasons. There is, in, and you know what? And Darren Gant put this uh, great on WFNZ. Yes, there is an idiot out there. Somewhere, if you want to find an idiot, we can find an idiot. But don't you think it would be idiotic to pay Cam Newton before you saw him play a full season? I mean, like, it's, but like off of his that's that just doesn't make any sense. So, uh, listen, uh, we want your calls 252 228 5098. Let's keep going. Is this the same call? Shitting on this man's name. He's <laughs> <is> back. Really <laughs> shitting on Cam's name, man. It's bullshit. This is gonna be a long season. The rest of the half, this half of the season is gonna feel like a full season. I'm telling you guys right now, be ready. And then it's gonna be a long off season for the Carolina Panthers, especially Always for me. A long I take this in the heart. I'm broken. My heart's broken. I can't believe this shit. We have all the talent in the world, man. Some bullshit. So, like, we need to figure out what we're going to do because there's a lot of talent coming out of this year's draft, man, let alone receivers. We need to, hopefully we can sign Cam or let him play out his last season, get him another weapon, dude. like, fix the defense. The defense is playing, like, straight boo-boo-boo-boo-boo over. This is such a good caller. <laughs> I'm just mentioning folks. So I'm heated. I'm broken, and this shit. My God! Hopefully the fucking Cowboys fucking lose tonight. Oh yes, awesome. please. They're coming I back. Say to the Nation, yeah. Keep your heads up and keep pounding, man. Like this is gonna be a long season, but keep pounding. Much love, man. I love the C3 podcast, man. I listen to this shit. On the fucking daily, man. I, I love this shit, man. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, man. Thank I you, brother. I love this team, my organization, fucking shit. We love this call, man. though. 
Like that's that's just crazy to me. Like he has every right to 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 finish out his contract for this team, man. That's what my like, point is. I'm with you on that, one hundred percent. I swear to God, bro. Ron Rivera, dude, what the hell? And motherfucking North Turner, dude. This this season <laughs> is over, fellas. We're, we're gonna talk about. We're going to talk about this on Tuesday night. We're going to talk. Thank you for your call. We're going to talk about that a ton on Tuesday night. But I agree is that on the other hand, while I continue to say Cam needs to play and show us a full season, is that I think that would be premature to say that he's done and like to cut him or to trade him. So we'll we'll talk about that on Tuesday. Here's the next call. Guys, guys, this is Ted. From Arkansas. What's up, Ted? Real heartbreaker today. Uh, I just wanted to point out that the last time we had a great defense, what Ron Rivera and Eric Washington were not the coordinators. We had great coordinators and a great defense. I don't know. The past two years has been Eric Washington and Ron Rivera. Sean McDermott. That's what his point is. There's your answer to why our defense sucks. That's Thank what he's pointing to. Wow. Wow. Okay. Get after him. Sean McDermott yeah. and Steve Wilkes was, you know, say what you want. He didn't get a chance really in Arizona, but no, everyone says that Steve Wilkes is one of the better um, cornerback coaches. Yeah. Uh, backfield coaches that there is. So I tell you, Steve Wilkes is a play, is a coach that I would, you could convince me to hire. Yeah. Like Imagine he is Steve so Wilkes smooth. on defense. He's so smooth-spoken. He is yeah. so, you know what I'm saying? He's a leader of, like, it's like this stern resolve. But Steve Wilkes gets my juices flowing. Yeah. Next Imagine goal. Steve Wilkes on hey, defense and Joe Greg Roman on offense. Oh, <laughs> well, coming back, right? To, yeah. Yeah, guys, coming back guys, this is Ted from Arkansas. No, all right, next goal. Hey, this is Joe again. One last thing. Uh, you should not be surprised. And after the season, uh, Christian McCaffrey goes and get his knees covered. We're watching it clear mm. day. They do not give a fuck about time if he takes his legs off. They, I don't know. They don't let him. I'm sure he doesn't want to, but he needs to. This is. I'm not trying to just have you know just one great one great season. Then he you know he's hurt every year. They need to figure out. They need to get the other running back to touch it. Christian McCaffrey should not be in the fucking game all game. That's unexcusable. That, you know, that's uh, yeah, man. He's going to get hurt. Yeah. It's going to happen. And then we're going to fuck. Well, Christian
So my point is this. If you look at how we've used Cam Newton, you know, ever since we've had him, we're running him. He's getting hit. That's how he likes to play. But we depend on Cam Newton. But what happens is, is later on the road, later on down the road, when you need a vintage Cam Newton, you don't have him anymore because he's hurt and his body is breaking down. And instead of having a 20-year quarterback, we're talking about maybe having a 10-year quarterback. What I'm saying is this same principle goes to Christian McCaffrey. And it doesn't mean that he would be any less important to what we do on offense. It doesn't mean that we're not going to depend on him, that we're not going to go to him in the big moments. But we have to be able to start incorporating another running back into our offense more effectively than we do now. It opens up our playbook to have a different running back come in and be able to do some different shit. To have two running backs, the Browns got back Kareem Hunt today, and they were already using two running back sets with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And yet we just can't do that. I'm sorry. For the future of such a talented player like Christian McCaffrey, we do have to give other running backs some time. Let Bonifon have the ball. Let Scarlett have the ball. Do some more inventive shit in your backfield for the benefit of your MVP caliber running back. Yeah. Somebody give Cameron Artis Payne the goddamn ball. Thank you. Oh. Yes. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. That would make sense three years Almost ago. like it's a coaching issue. Cody, where I have to poke a hole in your argument there is when you, you can't use the Kareem Hunt and, uh, and uh, Nick Chubb uh, argument yeah, there. Yeah, no, well, here's one. <laughs> one, one because Kareem, Kareem Hunt is fresh. He hasn't played all year, and we don't have so a Kareem, no, <laughs> Hold on. So we, don't have, we don't have a Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb on our team. We don't know that yet. Yeah, how would we know if we don't play him? Oh, oh okay. yeah. Nah, second, bro, that, se- that, that, I, I got to be with Bad Daddy on that, is we know that how those How do dudes, you know if you don't play Because we see Kareem Hunt be a top running back in the league. Kareem yeah, Hunt. but Kareem Hunt was not dead. Kareem, he was not expected to be a good running back. Wasn't wasn't Kareem Hunt like a fifth round pick? Yeah, yeah. So how do you know unless you have? Do you know that? Here, let me him. put. Can I put this in a little perspective? How great the coaching can make you win. Is Andy Reid lost to the Titans today? That's my federal. Oh my gosh! That was the point I made earlier. Nobody laughed at me. I'm just saying that has nothing to do with us. Why not? Why is he? Why is he not an awful coach? He he, He lost to the fucking Titans. It's not losing a game that matters. It's what you do in that game to lose that game. We're talking about different shit. Here's my counter to that, Cody. Is there are certain players in the league that stand out above all? That are that are just different than everybody else. You look at uh, Adrian Peterson and Emmitt Smith, guys who lead the lead the NFL in all time rushing. They're they, they're exceptions to the rule. Christian McCaffrey is that kind of guy. He's going to break records this year that have never. I mean, he he has the possibility this year of having the most yards ever from scrimmage. He's going to put up numbers that the MVP quarterback, who's gonna, whoever's going to win quarterback MVP this year, he's gonna he's gonna rival them in yards and touchdowns. Okay. Not most players don't do, most players don't do that. Dude, he's on track to have 3000 yards and 30 touchdowns this year. That's a great quarterback year. And he's doing it as a running back. Okay? So, so when you're you have certain players like that, that it's future different. 
to break all time records right now. Listen, you didn't, you didn't I sacrifice love, the future I, I with Emmett Smith. I Look love at Frank Gore, Emmett Smith. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I only want to protect him because he's white. No, hold on. What do you want to bet that all those players that you just mentioned didn't average as many touches as Christian is right now? You don't have to be uh, uh, touching the ball every play in order to be a, a, a top-level runner. Yeah, I know LaDainian did. I know LaDainian Tomlinson did. You realize, <laughs> but listen, do you realize that no other team lets their primary running back touch the football as much as we do? Like, no come on, don't. But listen, back like we do. Okay, but all right. But what? So Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott isn't a badass Alvin Kamara. Listen, I'm not – I'm not – they're I'm not, not putting you're, you're making this a different argument than what I'm actually saying. No okay. one is no one is questioning the greatness of McCaffrey. But you have to have some foresight here. You are going to damage the body of the young man before his career even starts. I mean, running backs don't last very long. And you're gonna run him into the ground before he has a chance to be even before he gets a chance to sign a himself. deal with another team, duh. I was gonna say, just, just tell that to Frank Damn. Gore, Emmett Smith, Adrian Peterson, all those guys that that that, that, that you know they're they're being used all to right. much. Are they? All right, all right, all right. Let's move on to next. I think there's only like two calls left. Have we heard this one? What up, fellas? This is Joe from Oregon. We heard that one, right? <laughs> I love. Did we hear deal. this one? Could you imagine the scrutiny if? If Christian McCaffrey did score and then we fail on the two point conversion because we didn't kick a field goal earlier in the How game. How crazy is that? Yeah. There has to come like I've been saying this for the past two, three seasons. Why do we still have Ron Rivera? I'm almost <laughs> to the point <laughs> so where Cody. Cody's been Cody saying that. Cody up on that one. Yeah. Like, Guys, everybody we're can hug now. Super Bowls. We're not gonna win a Super Bowl under Ron Rivera. No. Yeah, I don't think so either. Mm. I don't think so either. So then if we're not going to win a Super Bowl under Ron Rivera, then we have to even say that even if we end up, you know, going 9-7, and 10-6, and just narrowly miss the playoffs, that that should not be enough to save Ron Rivera's job. Because that means you will accept the mediocrity. That's why Cody's loved by everybody. Because he's right at the end of the day, certainly. I think he might be right. Sadly, like uh, like well, yeah, said, I mean, I wish you, you know, I wish that the answer was on the roster. I do, you know, I wish. I, I actually, I really want to see Ron. Uh, I want to see Cam and Norv together. Oh, this is something I really wanted to see to prove to people that Cam, uh, that Norv was still had what it took, you know. But it's not happening right now. And, I mean, this was a tough – I'm not – I tell you this, is that I didn't think that us losing in Green Bay would be the nail in Ron's no, coffin. it's not either. Yeah, exactly. So I don't feel like – even though you guys might be right and wooing us over, I don't think this is the game that proves it. I do think the Reds – the 49ers game, a lot of these games where we just haven't been able to seize the moment – Continue to be it for Ron. You know, is that at the end of the day, that is like, I mean, uh, there's got to be one person that you can change in the equation. Mm-hmm. And maybe that is it. No. All right. Let's, uh, I mean, I think we've covered this game pretty exhaustively for 
like two or three hours. Let's do this. Let's just do one little bit. Let's dab on I just like doing it, man. Dab on them folks. Dab on them folks. And that, and that. Dab on them folks. They like seeing them. Tell me what to do. Dab on them folks. All right. Who's your player of the game? Cody, I'll let you go first. You know what, man? I'm just, I'm going to take the low-hanging fruit, man, just because I can. Um, And actually, no, you know what? I'm going to call Audible. I'm going to call Audible. I'm dabbing, believe it or not, on Troy Aikman. Okay. And I'll tell you why I'm dabbing on Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman laid it out so plain during that broadcast how look at Carolina. You just run the ball on him. There's no there's no gap awareness. Man, he was calling us out on primetime, and I'm hoping that it allowed everyone else, uh, and maybe people who aren't fans of the Panthers that have been defenders of Ron Rivera, to see what we're dealing with in our head coach and why he isn't the answer going forward. And I think Troy Aikman did just that. I'm dabbing on Troy Aikman. Dab on them folks, Troy. Big shout out to the Den Mama, Susan Deans. We love you. Keeping us all in line. CK, who you got? Who's your player of the game in this disheartening or this loss for us? Man, I tell you what, uh, I gotta say the the referees they can dab on them folks. I suppose uh, <laughs> they, they did really, help us. They, they helped us just the- as much as they hurt us. <laughs> they uh they came into this game really wanting to meet a quota and uh like a ticket quota for a police officer that they say doesn't exist. <laughs> it's um, the end of the month, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the uh it's the holiday season. They say, Oh, we need to get our we're not get calling enough penalties. We need to get some extras in here and so uh referees can dab on them folks because they definitely got their fair share of penalties in that uh warranted it or not. And then, but on the other side, they also didn't call a lot of penalties that should have been called. So they give yeah, us, they gave us a little love at the end. I felt like the refs knew they were so bad they had to make a bad call on the other side of the ball. So huh. they were doing a little some makeup <laughs> calls and overcorrecting like they did. Yeah, the Green Bay Packers, I mean, apparently, think about this: they picked that that last off uh, offsides. Uh, that was a. There's a couple of calls that we got at the end that really kept us Where in we, there. That should I have thought. been an intentional grounding one. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so we're That's dabbing on the refs. It's critical. All right, Greg, what you got? Uh, I'm going to go ahead. My, I got, my pick uh, can make it through everybody. All right, I got two real quick. I'm going to uh, dab on DJ Moore, man. Um, he, 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 I, my well done. With DJ, well deserved. Uh, yeah, well deserved. My, he had a great game, great last two games. He's really coming along. My biggest fear with him is always uh, ball security, and he's done a really good job of that the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if he can continue to do that, he's going to be uh, one of the NFL's top real wide receivers and, uh, you know, dab on him. Uh, I also want to dab on vets. Tomorrow is Veterans Day. I'm a veteran. And to all my other brothers out there that, uh, you know, sacrifice or, you know, gave up your lives or plan to give up your lives or, Agreed to give up your lives so we can do stuff like this. Thank you very much. Salute. Yes, sir. sir. My dab on them pick goes to Vernon Butler. Oh, nice one. All right. And this is Vernon Butler after being called a bust and us. And you want to think of all the trash we've heaped on that dude. 
And I don't know if it, you know, I don't think it was undeserved. And uh, I don't even think it's still undeserved. But with all of that, this man is probably is or is having the best season of his career. Yeah. And he looks out there playing confident. And so I say kudos to you and your mental toughness, Vernon Butler, trying to show you're not a bust, but we're busted. Dab on him right there. <laughs> all right. This is the C3 Panthers podcast postgame show. It's gone on for hours and hours because you guys are cool as shit. Calling in to the 252-228-5098 Cat Calls Line. You got time to call in for Tuesday. You can join us live, 9 p.m. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you consider buying a damn T-shirt or something. I got like nine left of each one. I need to get rid of these jokers. Right? And make sure you give this podcast a thumbs up and share the link with one friend that's a Panther fan. I promise you. Look, our community had a hundred people tonight that watched for like three hours. Share the show with one friend you know they'll love it. Cody Lashney, how can they find you before Tuesday to tell you that you're right and you're the most beloved <laughs> member of the C three Panthers podcast? Uh you make me blush, Tony Dunn. Uh you can get at me at Cody Lack, C O D Y L A C. Um uh this week we have a brand new uh, mock draft going up on drafttech.com. There will be Panthers comments and Houston Texans comments written by yours truly. And um, last but not least, go Tigers, baby. My Clemson Tigers is still rolling. And, uh, you know, I got, got to show some love to my uh, to my, my homeboys in Death Valley, man. So, uh, oh, and just a shout out to everyone else. If you're not watching The Watchmen, you need to fix yes. it because it's incredible. Yes. It's one of my all-time favorite comics, and the show is incredible. Cody Lack signing out. All right. Greg, where can they find you, brother? Man, you can find me at the Bat Daddy 52 on Twitter, and I also do another podcast. It's the Super Civil Servants Podcast, at SCS Podcast 1 on Twitter. Uh, real quick, I wanted to say, just so everybody knows on here, we're all really good friends. Uh, Cody, <laughs> even though we disagree with some stuff, man, I in CK too. I still love y'all, but there's got to be. It's like wrestling, man. There's got to be a heel to have good entertainment. So I'm that heel. I'm that guy. But we, we all love each other, man. We just have, you know, we, we have different opinions on some things. But um, as far as the Watchmen goes, Cody, you hit me up last night and asked me if we did it. We do have a, a podcast covering uh, the first episode of Watchmen. We're going to continue it. So y'all check us out. I yes, want to uh, point you all to at Codizzle Allen. And this is a thing, because my man is two <laughs> followers above 100. Come on, let's get him to 110, folks. At <laughs> Codizzle, <laughs> Allen, CK, man. Dude, it was great having you on the show. Hey, man, it's been uh, it's been a blast. I mean, obviously, um, we, we come in here feeling a little bit better about the situation, um, how our team performed, but... Uh, Obviously, don't really enjoy the the loss, but uh, super uh, super therapeutic to be on a, a in an environment like this to be able to have these types of conversations and hear how the uh, you know how, how the the Panthers fan base really feels about things and uh, you know it's uh, it's something that I think everybody needs to benefit from. It's just a matter of getting the word out. I think uh, I think we've done a pretty good job. I think we have a good amount of soldiers out there trying to get our name out there, but. Uh, 
think we can grow exponentially if we get enough people sharing this thing. Amen. Amen. It's the C3 Panthers podcast live Tuesday nights after the game with the C3 Panthers post game show. Go to carolinacatchronicles.com and buy a damn t-shirt. Subscribe, share the link, donate if you want. And if not, give us a thumbs up. And hell, I don't even care if you give us a thumbs down because it actually moves you up on the YouTube rankings. So see you later. Peace. Peace out, boys. Keep and girls. Yeah. Keep pounding. Somewhere. If I can find where this goes. Boom. All right. We're done. Well, hey, Tony, I had, a, I had a question, man.